This is Shaden Smith, and you're listening to CubeCast. This episode of the CubeCast is brought to you in part by Shaden Smith and Sarah Louf. He says, check out koei.cubingusa.com and Chesty is my bestie. Chris Bird, check out his YouTube channel MonkeyDude1313 for puzzle tutorials and general cubing videos. Frank Morris, he didn't know what to say for a shoutout so I asked him for his favorite Frank Morris uh, fact and he said, Frank Morris's blood type is PLL. And finally, James Maupin. The final countdown is now stuck in your head. Oh, and so is this. Welcome to episode 5 of the CubeCast podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew Kang, like always, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Barlow. Tom, what's going on, man? I'm fine. I've just got home. So after a crazy weekend, it's been awesome. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on the podcast as well. It's been like yeah, a month. Literally one month and two days, I think, since episode 4. Uh, yeah, but you did do the, the USA thing, so I guess it's fair enough. Yeah, it it was kind of to hold us over until episode five, but uh, after you know U.S. championship, I was so drained. For yeah, like, I, I got sick it. immediately after I got home. So <laughs> at least it wasn't like at the start of the competition. Um, I think it was because uh the airport situation, and I was so drained. Yeah, and after sleeping like two hours a day for three days i think i just you know destroyed my immune system to the point i caught something um i got the impression that everyone sucked at nationals anyway no offense it was horrible like (laughs) no one cubed up to you know their stand we only had like four sub 11 averages oh only better than uk (laughs) we have two we had 200 people so only having like a handful of sub-11 averages, not even one sub-10. Yeah, I guess so. You did some world records, though, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah. let's just go, go through the list of world records, I guess, uh, since it's been a month, and let's see how many world records we've had. Seven world records. <laughs> one was only recently, like yesterday. Also. Yeah, yesterday. We're, but, you know, we're a recent, po- we're an up-to-date podcast, so, you know, we're going to include everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, last time we talked about Ben Spirat and his 7x7 average record. And um, so he set another single record of 3 minutes 33, <laughs> which uh, it's insane. It's too many pieces. <laughs> too many pieces? It's a 7x7, yeah, seven seven, dude, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's insane to hear that. 
And also, <laughs> I was really annoyed because, um, you know, Yohei Oka? Yeah. The experiments guy, he has the 3.71 average. Oh, man, that's crazy. Is this the sub-4 average? First sub-4? Yeah. No, no. Um, I th- it might be the third. Uh, it's either the third or the second. I don't know. I saw the video. It's crazy stuff. It could have been faster yeah. if we twisted the corners correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twisted yeah. the tips. Yeah. Is that what you call it? The tips or corners? What is it? Yeah. Tips? It's, it's weird that you don't even know anything about anything that's not a 3x3. Three three. Hey, <laughs> let's move on. Dan Cohen, 5x5. Five five. <laughs> Single record, uh, yeah. 64 seconds, 0.33. Lobster world record. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you uh, need to kind of see the video to fight. know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, the lobster little neck piece he's wearing there in the south. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was actually there. Um, I was solving a cube uh, maybe like three tables down, and he screwed up my av- uh, screwed up myself because everything <laughs> was so loud. It was so good, it destroyed yours. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Andrew Nelson square one single, 10.90. Yeah, that that were records, like, been progressed so strangely recently. It was, yeah. like, 10.96, I think, then 10.93. Then 10.90. Yeah. An increment it's, of 0.03. Uh, something like that. It, it's weird that they've all been so similar, though. <laughs> you'd, you'd expect, That's like, kind a of massive... A time to like sub 10 or something that's kind of a slap in the face though for the previous record holder yeah <laughs> uh, well, i think it was um full step i think you can you can skip steps and square one well what? yeah dude <laughs> you can i don't want to go in. no 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 we're not going into this uh david okay. david wonder i wrote down wonder on this uh, david <laughs> woner <laughs> David Warner, a uh, clock single, 6.25. Yeah, pretty nice. cool. Uh, do you know if he used his um, clock with, you know, inserts? He changes, like, he's, you know, like, in the clock, there's, like, there's a picture of something, and you can change it of, like, I think he has, like, Bender on it, and a Pokemon character or something. I have no idea. You obviously don't know. Never no. mind. I don't I have maybe touched the clock once. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the more recent ones, you take this name. Oh, um, the you mean one Seppin. hand. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, he's the one hand one. Uh, pity pitched man, you mean. Oh, yeah, he had it just before, uh, and then it just got updated recently. Oh, again? Yeah. <laughs> Should have written these things down, man. I have no idea. Uh, Pity Pitchpan, what was his time? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. It but you said it's been broken again? Yeah, by a guy named Pyotr Alexandrovitz. <laughs> I butchered I... that. He got a last layer <laughs> skip and got 11.19, dude. Oh, <laughs> that's a monster. It's kind of unfair, but whatever. That's still quite cool. I think it's the first 3x3 three three, uh, world record that involves With a last layer skip. Yeah. It, that's crazy. Um, we're going to talk about Spiff in a bit when Mike comes on. By the way, yep. that's our guest, guys. Mike Huey. Mike Hug Hey. Hugie. <laughs> you hug him and you say hey. <laughs> that's so also, extreme, dude. You, um, you didn't mention the other record? Do you what know what I'm talking about? No. Does it, I don't know. Does it count? You know the 2x2 two two single? Ro Hessler. Yeah, how did you forget, man? <laughs> I don't know. I just... 
Brothers are two by two. Uh, it was like he tied it for point nine six. Yeah, it was. Um, his solution was like five moves. I don't know if it was two gen, but um, yeah, the previous record was seven moves. So whatever, still quite cool. Guys, you um like uh, I don't know how I forgot. So this actually changes stuff. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine world records since episode <laughs> four. You guys have to stop con- stop doing this veal. Yeah, I included a veal in there. Nine world records. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's weird. It doesn't normally like about a year ago. Cuban didn't really progress that quickly. It seems, but you think it get it slow down, but it seems to be speeding up with the amount of people are breaking records. Yeah, because you know, as the roof gets higher, it's harder to you know actually top it. Yeah. And people are just stepping up to the base and knocking them out. Hold on one second, I got a burp. Okay, there we go. The live stream we had during the U.S. Uh, championship. Woo. Yeah, are you gonna um, upload that? Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, it just takes a while for video files and my connection. So um, whenever I get around to that, I will hopefully within uh, by mid September. Yeah. Imagine it's a pain editing and everything mid September. Oh, I'm not editing the crap out of anything. I'm just gonna take the raw file and just upload yeah, it yeah. and just. I remember I, I watched it like uh, the first day one. It's funny when you you first start, you don't start it and then start it straight away. You're like, hmm, okay, so how should we do this? Like. With Joey. That was quite cool. Oh, you met Joey as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, no, we've actually uh, met a handful of times before. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like the previous Nats? Uh, previous Nats, um, Worlds. Ah, yeah. okay. Uh, but we didn't really hang out much because I was cooler than him. Uh, around <laughs> that. Nice. No, I'm sure uh, well, you know there are so many people in big competitions that there's a, it's impossible to you know get around to everyone. So yeah, you know, yeah. it was just one of those situations where I didn't prioritize him. <laughs> I'm just playing, Joey. I love you. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a, it was about an hour each day. The second day, I forgot to record. Yeah, I, I, know. I forgot to hit the you record saw button. Like last five minutes. Yeah, so. Uh, it's an hour the first day and third day, but uh, like five minutes the second day. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be fun. Um, I really wish I could have gone. It sounded like that was lots of fun. It was a bunch of fun. Uh, I met a lot of cool people, like uh, the Rue guy, Waffle. Oh yeah, yeah, Waffle's I, cool. I finally figured out how to beat Rue solvers. What? What do you mean how to beat them? You know, in three by three races. Yeah, but you said like there's some kind of special technique you use against. There is them. a special technique that you use. What fast you know, turning? No, you just go. You just give them the cube and you inspect really quickly, and then you say, "Let's three, two, one, go." <laughs> Within a span True. of three seconds, and you try to get him to start solving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really annoying. I do that to Joey all the time. Like it takes ages for me to inspect. It really annoys him. Oh my gosh, I'm like. Everyone else put their cube down, ready to go, and then there's a waffle. You know, he's taking <laughs> yeah. his, oh, building blocks, whatever. You don't even know what he's doing, do you? I know what he's doing. He's making t- blocks on the left side, right side, and then he... Um, I know I know what he's doing, though. 
I just can't explain it right now. Don't pressure me. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, what what did we do there? Oh, the third day was the fun, most fun. Um, it oh, started yeah, out with Tim Reynolds and I talking about very you know productive stuff. It was about you know how Tim handles a really big competition and the org- organizational part of it. And then yeah. an hour later, we're ending the show with Cuber's arm wrestling. Yeah, there was loads of people in the room. Yeah. Uh, I also Tyson Mouse popped in at some point. Yeah, he gave me a free shirt. Yeah, yeah, I saw. That was awesome. Yeah. Where's my free shirt? What the? Oh, you want a Cubecast shirt? What? You want a Cubecast shirt? I can send it to you. No, I was speaking to Tyson. But yeah, send me a shirt if you want. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to free stuff. Oh, you're going to have to pay the shipping. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I guess that's fair enough. <laughs> Alrighty, um, that's it's like five dollars to send it over to you, maybe. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Why are we sorting this out now? <laughs> because we don't care what the audience wants to listen to. <laughs> we just do oh, it. How kind of you. <laughs> uh, PayPal. Um, for the last uh, month or so, pay. Uh, my PayPal account uh, was locked down due to identity reasons. Um, something something about my real name Chan and my nickname Andrew because Andrew's not my given name. My legal name I, uh, my legal name's Chan Kang, and um, I got that fixed. My donation is button. My donation button is working now. So hopefully, um, if you want to send us some money, please. I need ramen. <laughs> no, but uh, well, we'll go over that later. Before I go on, I want to talk about uh, American Airlines and how you should never. This ever, sounds like it's going to be a run. Never ever use American Airlines. Here we go. So Chris Chen and I are flying up to the U.S. Championship, and it's a two-part flight. I, I it's from Atlanta to New York to Boston, and when I signed up online with Priceline. Priceline is a good website, by the way. Um, I used my nickname, Andrew. And um, when when they check your ID and your ticket for security, they said, oh, these two don't match up. Your ID says Chan, but your ticket says Andrew. And so I obviously had to go back. The first time I changed the ticket name, it was no problem. But when we got to New York... Uh, to go to Boston, first of all, there was a rain delay for about two hours, and after that, they just turned off the screen for the, sh- you know, like uh, rain delay. Uh, yeah. It will be updated at you know six o'clock or whatever, right? After a couple hours, they just shut that screen off, and we're just sitting there for an hour, and they never announced that the flight was canceled. <laughs> So, like, there's 30 people sitting there, and they're like, what the F? So, they said the flight was canceled. We're going to book you for a 6 o'clock flight tomorrow. So, Chris Chan and I set, uh, you know, slept at the airport. It was cold as hell, by the way. I can imagine, like, where did you sleep? Just on some chairs or something? Uh, the hardest floor you've ever imagined. <laughs> was it marble or something? Yeah, it was marble. <laughs> so, oh, nice. so, um... So, American Airlines, I'm so frustrated. It comes 6 o'clock in the morning. 
I have the same Andrew and Chan problem again. Because of that, <laughs> they wouldn't let me on the flight. They said, for us to change this name, you're going to have to pay me $150 just to get on the flight. So I, I, go into a, I go into Asian mode and I'm like, oh, hell no, you're not going to charge me $150. <laughs> so they're like, oh my God, this guy's never going to leave me alone. So they just changed it for free. <laughs> That's so cool. They should have done that anyway, though. I mean, if they would have, if they would have done it, if you'd have just argued, that's weird. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, the first time was no problem. What's the deal with the second time? So I missed the six o'clock flight because of that. And um, so, did you get like late or something? We got to the competition about an hour into the thing, so. Oh, yeah, at least you didn't miss the whole thing. It was miserable, but I <laughs> like I was the I was probably. Chris Chan and I were probably the only competitors there with all our bags, <laughs> yeah, suitcases and everything. Didn't everyone like else turn up and stay at some hotel like a few days before? Probably, but you know we didn't have the luxury. You know what happened though? We rented a hotel like thirty minutes away oh, from the yeah. venue, um, and you know we gotta pay bus fare and or taxi fare, and it would take like an hour to get to the venue yeah. every morning. So what happened was we just hung out at Anthony's room, Anthony Brooks, you know, yeah. Chris Bird, uh, Tristan, right? And um, yeah, yeah. we were just like, oh, this is such a cool room. Can we stay here? And like, <laughs> yeah. So we never checked into our hotel that we paid for. Oh, <laughs> just really? stayed at Anthony's <laughs> room, yeah. Hey, it was a better hotel, and it was closer to the venue. And, you know, yeah, there, there were more friends, so... Some, yeah, yeah. But did you have somewhere to sleep though, like a bed? Yeah. Oh, what? Why did they have extra beds? No, I just hijacked the bed spot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Christian had to sleep on the floor. Uh. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not like bothered by that. He probably was. We're both. No, we're both very Asian, but I just kind of uh, snuck on first onto the bed spot. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, before we bring on our guest, Mike Huey, uh, we talked about this last show, or, yeah, last show with Roe Hessler. Seems like a year ago or something now. It was a month. What are you talking about? Same thing. <laughs> um, Lubix Cube. Yeah, it Lub- sounds like you just said Rubix then. Lubix. L-U-B-I-X. Are you, are you making fun of my Asian accent? No, no, I'm just making fun of the way you said it. What's, um... Um, I met the guy, uh, Donovan, I believe, uh, that yeah. was his name, um, and, uh, at US Championship, uh, we got a good chat in, and apparently how you were lubing it, Tom, was completely wrong. Yeah, I, I, I've heard this, but I don't yeah. agree with him. You know, um, what, what he said is you gotta lube the core, so, you know, wherever, you know, when you turn the center, um, there's the spring and the screw that's spinning, and I tried lubing that with a brand new store-bought cube that I had just lying around, and um, it did have a lot of um, impact. Yeah, uh, but but it was most of the most of the friction though. It doesn't come from the core; it's for the pieces. I can't see how lubing the core would make that much difference. Also, with the store-bought, that's obviously going to make loads of difference. You should have done it to your main cube. I did. I use it on my one-hand cube now. Oh really? That's it's very cool. nice. It, um, 
when I use the shock oil and CRC combination, um, my cube was popping a lot, so I lubed the core, and then I put a little dab into the rest of the cube, mixed it around, and now, you know, my cube doesn't pop as much, and it's easier to do PLO yeah. algorithms on the cube, so... Well, I use it on my uh, 4x4, it's okay. But you can't squirt a lot. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't. You can mess up cubes by maybe, doing that. Maybe two drops is enough for the whole cube. You know... Yeah. I read a thread like two days ago. This guy says, how much CRC are you supposed to use or something like that? How much lube? And he said, and the guys are like, uh, how many squirts did you use? And, I, and he was like, five? And he's like, and one of the guys was, five squirts? No, five seconds. What? Straight spraying inside the cube. That's ridiculous. That's like a waste. Yeah, and he's, he completely ruined this cube. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, Lubix Cube, uh, give it a shot. It's really nice. Um, the guy that created the cube, it's uh, he's a good he's a good guy, and um, yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, it can work. It as can. long as you're not an idiot and spray it everywhere. Don't use a lot. That's the number one thing. Two or three jobs for a three by three. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Transition time. Well, that was 20 minutes, dude, of us just talking. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is going to be a long episode. Did you know women prefer Cubecast for them men one bajillion times more than lady-scented body washes? Did you know that I'm solving this cube backwards? Yeah. So this week's guest is Mike Huey, uh, a little background about him. He's two-time 3x3 multi-blind uh, national record holder. Uh, he was the first person to do 7x7 seven seven blindfolded and the first person to almost uh, do two 7x7s seven blindfolded. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I want to note that when when he did 7x7 seven seven blindfolded, I think he did it blindfolded before he did it normally. Oh. Is that true? Yeah. Welcome to the show, Mike. Is that true? Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's insane. Like, was it a success first time? No, it wasn't. I, I cheated. Um, what I cheated? did was, um, I did the first attempt at 7x7 seven seven blindfolded, and, uh, I missed. It, it was off by like 22 pieces or something like that. 23 pieces, I believe. And mm-hmm. I solved as much as I could down to the last three pieces. Uh, and okay. then, I started the next scramble. I was applying official type scrambles, although they weren't really official yet because they weren't, it wasn't an official event yet, but I, yeah, I applied the first two or three moves to the scramble and then I solved the commutators into the scramble. Ah, uh, okay. And I, I missed the scramble so I could still say the first time I solved it was mindful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you still, you still have the scramble and you never actually solved it normally? Uh, like, right. You have the scramble that you did it blindfolded on? Right, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. Interesting. And I never did any practice commutators before I started. I just started it. So. Yeah, that, that's insane. Like the first time you started turning it was like, yeah. oh well, I guess you scrambled it first. That was a but... fine scramble. That was the first time I turned it. Yeah, yeah. But the first time you like you did an alg, you couldn't. You weren't actually looking at the cube. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. That's crazy. The thing with your seven by seven success, which is crazy, by the way. Um, it, it's so much information. Uh, it's it's 
Just a little more. <laughs> just a little bit more. A little more than six by six, I guess. Um, it got a lot of attention on the internet. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. I, it's it, it's been fun because I'm I'm not really that talented at cubing, but uh, I like to do crazy things and it gets attention, okay. and I like that. So. <laughs> it, it was. I, on, I bet you must have loved like reading the comments of all the people. Oh yeah, it's fun. Of all the trolls that don't know anything about cubing, all oh, this is fake. Yeah. He sped up. <laughs> well, it was sped up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wasn't it like an hour or something longer? Well, the first the first one was, I think, like closer to two hours. Was, oh man. The, the the video though that I put up was my sixth successful solve, so yeah. I was down to. Uh, close to an hour at that point. That's awesome. I remember um, I found your YouTube channel one day and I just, I loved watching through all your videos. Like, yeah, um, I watched one of the videos. It was like a relay from two to seven that you did. Yeah. Was it uh, successful? No, I missed uh, that one too. I missed all it, uh, six by, six? by just a little bit. Yeah, the six by six was off by three pieces. Oh. Yeah, that's so unlucky. <laughs> Everything else was right. Seven by seven was perfect. How how long did I take you? I don't remember. It would have been probably two hours ish or something like that. <sighs> two it hours for to do that. <laughs> it wasn't one of the bigger things I've tried. It's not as big as two seven by sevens. Yeah. How how quick was that? Like I know it was close. You it's, didn't quite get it. Still. The seven by sevens. I think I was down to about two and a half hours, something like that. Uh, an hour to memorize and an hour to solve. So. Yeah. You know, this is this episode is just gonna be my cue. We just, you know, blabbling times and us just sighing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's silly yeah, stuff. Yeah. Anyone could do this stuff. It's just no. Oh, BS. BS. Well, there are a few of us who do this, right? And it's not just me. There's Mondo who does it, and um, he's crazy too. Yeah, he is. I love it. <laughs> Uh, but in, if in like eight. one of us normal people were to try it, it'd take us like hours. Like if I tried to do a sum by sum blind now, a memo would be like four hours alone or something. <laughs> if I tried, I would be two hours into the two hour point. He's like, I just realized I don't know how to blindfold this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or hey guys, I just memorized corners two hours into it. Well, it's really just. More the same. It's just that um, the six by sixes and seven by sevens have the obliques, the yeah. extra little centerpieces, and they're actually the most fun of all to do, in my opinion, because there's more different ways you can approach them. The, How do you? Mean? There are places when you're doing X centers and plus centers on five by five where they get in each other's way and you can't make it work. With the obliques, oh. they're never in each other's way, so it really is easier to do. Ah, okay. So oh, I really because an, any oblique can go into another obliques? Well, no, actually, there's two different orbits of obliques, so that's the weird thing about it, is you have to figure oh, out... So it's like 4x4 four four edges, sort of. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Hmm. Yeah. As, this is beyond me. I'm just going to pass that <laughs> in a couple minutes. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mike, uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. It's great yeah. to be here. Nice to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's an interesting point we almost brought up, though. 
Um, have you like learned how to? How far are you at learning how to self blind, Andrew? Because you said you were going to learn after Nat. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that, that's, that's one of the that's one of the <laughs> troubles of having a show and saying you're going to do something. Because after US Next, people actually sent me messages. Hey, are you learning blindfold right now? And I'm like, oh, my yeah. It's what it takes to get you to do it, so it's good. But um, here's here here are my motivations. Chris Hardwick, number one. It took him years. You know, he's an amazing guy. And just like through throughout the years of just watching him being a badass, and I, I slowly built up, you know, my want and need to blindfold. And then when I saw Mike Huey's two seven by seven, almost, I was like, "Holy crap! I gotta get in on this." Very good. Yeah. That'd be the greatest achievement I've had. If I get you to do it, that'd be awesome. <laughs> This so is gonna be, like, it's gonna be on your grave, uh, tombstone. Yeah, exactly. I, I taught and I, I convinced it. Andrew Kang to solve blindfolding. <laughs> did it once, never did it again. <laughs> no, no you'll do it once and you'll want to do it again. Uh, but yeah, I'm on, I'm learning M2 edges. I'm trying to become comfortable with it before yeah. I move on to corners. Should I do real P corners? That's what I've been hearing. It works um, well. You, you, yeah, yeah. It's up to you, really. What's easiest? Or, I guess, what's... I'm teaching my daughter, um, uh, old Pachman, essentially, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Y-perm. It's, it's, it's really easy. And the nice thing about it is, it makes you think about it in terms of the stickers. And yeah. that translates to the really fast methods later a little better. Your, your memo yeah. will translate. Instead of um, separating orientation and permutation. So it'll set you up to someday be like a world record holder type when you learn BH. So. Uh, world record holder, blindfold, okay. <laughs> I'll be today. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. All the fast guys, when they finally try blind, they're fast right away. So you you could be there. I'm fast. Well, how uh, fast is fast for blind? Like, well, sub one, sub two? <laughs> Right now, you gotta beat high end, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, what's considered fast in your opinion? Um, I would say these days it's getting where it's sub one. Yeah. So I I'm, thought that was a year ago. I would say. I'm still hoping someday I'll be sub one, but it's gonna take me another year or two probably to get there. So. I'd like to be sub one. That'd be cool. <laughs> I've got a lot more work to do though, to get that far. I've noticed a lot that, um, the, the thing that you can save most time on doing blind is memo. Because well, um, yeah, it's hard to improve like execution. For most people, that's true. For me, I mean, I really think it's really hard to be sub one if you're not sub twenty three by three. Yeah, I think uh, it's really hard to do, and I really don't have a prayer of doing it until I get sub twenty at three by three. So I'm still working on it. <laughs> Mike, else. how close are you now? I'm averaging about twenty three now. Okay, Mike. Here, here's the deal. Here's what we're gonna do right now. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> by the time I get a successful solve, you're going to be sub-18. No. Yes. No. Yes. That's you a massive here. You heard it here, guys. No. <laughs> okay, well, so that, just means that, sub- that just means that Andrew will suck at blind. <laughs> he won't get a success for ages. All right, sub-20 sub twenty average, consistent. Sub-20 might be reachable if I get really lucky and you get really unlucky. <laughs> All right, sub twenty. All right, we're shaking hands right now. Pretty competition. Excuse me. 
for in comp- for competition salts. Yes, for an official competition, not at oh. home. That sounds like a fair bet. We'll try. Okay. I, John, I'm you're actually going to first line. I'll, I'll give it a shot. All right, Mike Huey, do you agree? By the time that I can get a successful blindfold solve in competition, you'll be able to sub twenty consistently on three by three. Oh no 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 no! I said I'd get a sub twenty in competition, sub twenty average in competition before you. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> the thing I like about this is I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you don't you do everything, so like. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you can get sub-20 Friedrich average. Uh, I think I already can. Sub-15 Friedrich average? Uh, yeah, that's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay uh, let's take a little bit of a, uh, of a break on blindfold stuff. I'm getting a headache. Uh, <laughs> let's go into some normal things. Uh, a little background about you, Mike. How would you get into cubing? Um, well, I started with... Back in 1981, when they first came out, um, February of 1981, Scientific American came out with that article, the first article they did on it, and I saw that before I ever heard of a cube. That was the first time I'd ever heard of one. So I read the article, and I decided it was fun, so I went out and bought one. And it took me 14 days to figure it out. Hmm. By yourself? Out on your own? Yeah, well, I had read the article, so I, I didn't understand it. You know, because yeah. I had never seen one before. I sort of kind of got some ideas from it, and I understood that algorithms were useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I played with it for the first week with it solved. I'd play with it. Ah, uh, that's and clever. And a few algorithms, it wasn't enough to quite solve the cube. It was enough to get close. Yeah. And then I scrambled it for the first time, and I spent the next seven days solving it the first time. So. That's a really clever way of learning to solve it. Like, not mixing it up the first time? Yeah, it kind of helped. It made it easier. Because I've noticed a lot when I get a new puzzle that I don't know how to solve and I'm trying to solve it, it's, I always wish that I had another puzzle that was solved that I can try and work things out on. Right. So that's what I did. It really helped a lot. But I yeah. I still struggled. I, I did corners first. Entirely yeah, corners first. So I had all eight corners in place before I'd even start the edges. And the edges, yeah, cool. I very quickly had a three cycle on the edges so that once I got to corner solved, I was done, you know. Yeah. But, ah. but it took me a week to figure out how to corner solve once. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they first came out and then fast forward a couple of years, I would say? Um, then it was a very long time. I, I played with it occasionally. I played with the four by four, um, when it came out. I, had a master magic, but never had a magic actually. Um, back when they first came out, and then uh, I was big into juggling, and I was on the juggling news group, and there kept occasionally popping up discussion about speed solving, because there are a lot of jugglers who are into speed solving, at least a little bit. So it crosses over. Um, so. One of the times that came up, I finally decided I had always thought about, gee, I should try speed solving because I had never really gotten very fast and I always thought it'd be fun to try. And so it was end of 2006. I found my old keychain cube. Uh Hmm. Um, And I pulled up the website and started learning the Friedrich method on the keychain cube. (laughs) That's, that's interesting because, um, I've noticed that you use like a weird color scheme. 
Yeah. Is it like because that, of the keychain cube? Yeah, that's the color scheme that was on the keychain cube, which <laughs> it was some little knockoff thing. And, um, yeah. it, it was fairly comfortable for me because back in 1981, the, the cubes were Japanese color scheme. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, and, uh, so the, um, the, the keychain cube was almost that except it had two colors, two opposite colors flipped, swapped. Right. Okay. So it was still really comfortable to me and, um, so that's what I learned on. You just got used to it. I actually finished learning, um, Friedrich F2L and, and, uh, full PLL and Tulip OLL on that. Yeah. Goodness no, you learned like basically the whole method on that tiny cube. Yeah, then I finally learned. I finally got a new cube after that, and so why are you, already... why are you so crazy, Mike? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How long did you cube on the minis thing for? Uh, it was not very long. Probably a little under a month. Wait, you learned the full Friedrich in a month? Well, full PLL, two look OLL, yeah, full F two L. Yes. But it's, it's got to be really annoying because because you're used to that color scheme now. You have to like re-sticker all your seven by sevens. Yes, and stuff. yes. It's, it's pretty crazy. Oh, you can't solve normal color scheme. It really throws me off, especially. The- <laughs> uh, <laughs> really bad on a, a different color scheme. That, that's one of the problems I have. Like um, um, the computer cube competition uh, line. I yeah. always terrible at blind because I have to use uh, Ryan Heiss's oh. old simulator that won't let you change the colors. Yeah. Can't you just like um, use a normal sim and then do it blindfolded? I could, but I it's it's hard because then you can't tell when you accidentally double hit a key or something. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's better to have a visual cube that you can see moving. Yeah, it really helps to have that. So. I've never done that before. It just seems like too much. <laughs> The frustrating thing about that sim is that if you don't solve it, there's no way to give up. Yeah, and you're gonna re- refresh the page or something. So you, yeah, you have no way of knowing where what it looked like when you're done. Oh yeah, you can't tell if you messed up. So the standard thing that I always do whenever I finish, if it's not solved, I start randomly spinning it everywhere I can in the hopes that it'll solve. <laughs> yeah, in case you've like messed up a setup. Every once in a while, I get them too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just spin, just bash your head on the keyboard, see what happens. Well, start like do R R R and then L L L L and then yeah, <laughs> awesome. Make sure um, it's not a plus two. So, so you know, juggling made you start speed solving. What made you want to start blindfold? Um. Well, it it was out there. I saw Mackie's um guide, and that's what I started with. Um, okay. My wife was on a retreat that weekend. She was gone for two days, and so uh, I printed out his guide. And I spent those two days learning to solve. Um, That's awesome. Do you um? What method do you use now for blind? Is it like BH? I use BH for corners, and I use a very modified M2 for edges. Um, Very modified. I use a lot of BH algs. Oh right, so it's like half freestyle. It's mostly freestyle, but you use like 
M2 style stuff to do groups of edges. I try to use M moves as much as possible. And use the M2, you know, down front buffer. Yeah, yeah. Most common one. I use that as my buffer and I, um, so so it's a weird place to start BH, but I do a lot of BH algs, so. That's cool. It works pretty well. Imagine it's very fast. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hardwick. Fast, so. (laughs) What's up? Huh? I, I, didn't, I didn't hear what you just said. Oh, it would be fast if I were fast. <laughs> yeah. Fast oh, come on. You, you can, you can sub 15 if you try. I know, I know, Mike. You can do it. <laughs> uh, Chris Hardwick asked, uh, sent in a question. He actually sent in a lot of questions this week, but, uh, he yeah, was, I guess solved. he was really excited to have you on. But, uh, Mike, do you still remember your first blindfold solve? And how did it feel? I, I do very much remember doing my first couple uh big blindfold attempt uh, or you know three by three blindfold attempts the first one i uh got almost done and couldn't quite finish because i didn't remember an alg mm. oh. do but i couldn't remember the alg so i like pulled off the blindfold uh without looking at the cube went to mackie's guide and, <laughs> and it was solved and i was so psyched but I didn't That's really awesome. solve that first try. So then I had a couple bad tries, and then the next day I got it. So it was it was two days after I first started that I got that first solve. And it yeah. was pretty awesome. <laughs> How long did it take? Uh, it was 45 minutes, if I remember right. Woo. <laughs> nice. I, I remember my first like execution was 25 minutes, and um, the memorization time was like really long. I can't even remember. I just think I did it throughout the day. Just, yeah. You just pick it up, memorize a couple, and you're like, oh, I'm going to die, and then take a take a dump, and then go it. memorize again. Still at a time, you'll remember it a lot better. Yeah. You get a success. That, it's nice. So. That's what I did on 4x4 blind as well. I just okay. I just scrambled the 4x4, left it there, and did a bit through the day. <laughs> so the total time for that solve was like hours. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, my um, first four by four blind was eighty eight minutes. My first four by four blind attempt was eighty eight minutes, uh, and that was definitely straight through. So I was pretty exhausted after that. <laughs> I could imagine. There was a, someone posted a video of like five minutes, I think, four by four blind recently. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, he got good real fast. Everybody. Yeah. Now good real fast. It's amazing. Yes, that's too much. <laughs> What's the WR right now for four x four blind? Villa uh, uh, didn't minutes. break it, right? No, no word has come about that. So. Oh yeah, he might break it again. Well, I, that was supposed to be the same day, and nobody said anything. So I wonder if that means uh, he didn't break it. Yeah. Um, but uh, he holds the record. It's what four. Or something. Another yeah, safety solve. All he's got is safety solves in, multi- in big blind. He has yeah, but he, but he has the world records for them. <laughs> yeah, in both of them. <laughs> We're gonna actually have him on the show. That'll be awesome. Yeah. 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 Um. But Micah, you and I were both at US 2010, mm-hmm. and uh, it says on the sheet, uh, general performance of Andrew and Mike. Uh, I would say. <laughs> 
I think you could you'd agree with me. The general performance of the whole competition was crappy. Yeah, most of it was definitely. Um, I was kind of uh, one of the days. I think it was the last day of the competition. They had the third round of three by three speed solve right as at like nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So everyone was exhausted, and I think everyone did like thirteen averages. Yeah, so. I, I was really surprised how badly some people did. Like, you see them posting averages of like eleven and twelve, and then they go to the competition and get like fifteens. But the, it can happen to anyone. The lighting was a little off. Was a little weird. Uh, I'm sure it was. Also, it was <laughs> the AC was full blast the entire time. By the way, the lighting was weird up there, but it was really weird in the side room, in the downstairs room. It was really bad there. Oh, uh, the mini theater. Yeah, it was awful. That's going to be annoying. It was a good venue. It's just the light bulbs were all yellow. <laughs> you know, it gives off that little weird hue off the stickers, yeah. So it was kind of tough. Um, and com- com- combine that with no sleep and cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you did all right in the first round, though. I finally got a sub-11 average. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Woo! Well, Chester was unhappy with it, but... He he had a pretty good multi blind attempt there. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like sixteen? Sixteen of seventeen. Yeah. And a fourteen of eighteen. Because wow. he decided seventeen wasn't enough, so he went for eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Chester <laughs> on the second night of the competition, he uh you were there the whole time, right, Mike? Yeah, most of it anyway. Yeah. He was <laughs> wasted off his mind. <laughs> And doing blindfold stuff. So Watch funny. still. Do you, you guys saw the video of um, him doing his reverse moonwalk? Uh-huh, I saw oh, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so stupid. Uh, he was... You and Micah shaked... Micah... You and Micah... Micah, you and Chester shook hands. And <laughs> you didn't see it, but right before he shook your hand, he spit on it. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like get him back somehow. Okay, I uh, find a way. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be always looking, bu- looking over his shoulder, I guess. And he would just stand there. Okay, I'm gonna go throw up now. <laughs> he would just walk out the room. <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, he was still doing like good blindfold solves though. Oh yeah, well he's he's awesome. He he had a um sub thirteen five by five blind one strong right so. <laughs> I love that. I can never do blind when I'm drunk. It's so hot. I tried doing sub twenty uh, keychain while I was drunk once. It was impossible. <laughs> I never got it. I think I got like a twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> doing things drunk, uh, doing cubing blind, uh, cubing drunk is fun. Yeah. Mm. It's uh anyway uh. Re- it says right here, Rebecca, with blindfold. You were talking. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm working on teaching her, and she's working on it. She's. She still has not gotten a successful blindfold solve yet, but um, she's gotten kind of close. Um, she told me today in Toronto she tried a two by two blind uh, there, and she was off by two corners, and uh, she had a solve. I was watching, 
three by three saw. Awesome. Sorry about that. Ring, ring, ring. Um. Sorry. I'll go ahead, no problem. <laughs> we all know that Mike Huey is a popular guy. I wonder if you're actually going to cut this out. No. <laughs> That's just our style. Podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, whoever's calling, we're doing a podcast here. Mike's an important guy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it's cool. Can we set that over? <laughs> edit that over? What are you talking about? I don't edit the show. <laughs> it's not how we do things, man. Uh, what were you talking about? Um, uh, yeah, Rebecca doing a blindfold song. Yeah, so she did a uh, two-by-two blindfold uh, attempt just in the audience at uh, Toronto, and she was off by just two corners. And recently, uh, a few days ago, I was watching her, and she did a three-by-three three where she was off by four corners. So she's, she's getting close. She She's really good with the edges. She actually has more trouble with the corners than the edges. Uh, I found that surprising. Like, yeah, me too. She uh, uses just T perm and Y perm and nothing else. She has yeah. a lot of trouble with memorizing algorithms, so she doesn't even bother with any J perms or anything else to make it easier. <laughs> so all she does is uh, T perm and Y perm, and yet yeah, that means that she has four move setups for uh, edges. Yeah, the ones in the J-Pan position. And yet she uh, still does better on edges than she does on corners. So That's cool, though. It's still like a um, foolproof minimalistic method. Um, gosh. So so, I'm a, so she was off by four corners just a, just a while ago, and I'm supposed to beat her? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's not, not good. On. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even in the blindfold phase of edges right now. I'm just trying to see how crap works. And you expect <laughs> Have me you done to... like a, a sighted soul here? Um, I, that's what I do all the time. I just do. Uh, I just look at it and see, you know, what setup moves are. I've yeah. I've pretty much got all the setup moves down pat. But uh, I would say the setup moves and the back edges kind of screw me over. Uh huh. Back right and back left. Yeah, those are hard. Yeah. Really? When I when I undo the setup moves, I usually do the wrong B or something sometimes. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I but can see why that got confusing. But I'm doing it. Very so. good. Yeah, so. I, I sort of helped Rebecca through a solve today. Um, I she was what she does is she memorizes the cube, then she hands it to me, and and I have her read back the memorization. And I check it, see how she did. <laughs> So then she made a couple mistakes on that, but then um, I handed it back to her and let her uh, had to rememorize, make sure she had it all right. And then she pulled on the blindfold, she started solving, and she got all the way to the last two corners when she forgot the last two corners. Uh, but and 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 I told her what they were and she solved them then. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. So it well, was. Um, that's the first time I think she's ever done a three by three attempt where she pulled off the blindfold and it was solved. So that was yeah. really cool for her. So it was nice. Step by step. How and, how does she like um, memorize it? Is it like letters? Or she just memorizes the letters, just 
Just yeah. I wrote. That's all she does. For her, that's working the best. She's yeah. pretty slow, but you know she's she's getting faster. I um that talking about your daughter brings up this uh, point that I wrote down here. Um, cubing versus schoolwork. <laughs> that there's for a majority of a lot of the cubers obviously are in school and you know um, so there's that balance of should I practice an hour right now or you know do sc- uh, homework or whatever that is and obviously uh, your daughters go to school and what do you think is the proper balance? Uh, well you know um, cubing is a hobby and probably should be treated as such so if uh, if it gets too much in the way, it needs to not get in the way. So, <laughs> but um, for my daughters, it's not a problem yet. We don't have that problem, so it's a problem for me. I spent too much. <laughs> I think I think this question really applies to high school students. Yeah, well, I I have well one of the big deals is when they're as young as my daughters are, they tend not to get totally carried away with cubing yet so it'll be interesting to see what happens in a couple of years if they decide to really go for it they might get into it really big and then it might be a problem but right now it's not a problem i remember they might just not care <laughs> they might never care so i don't know rebecca seems to really enjoy it though yeah. marie not as much rebecca really seems to enjoy it <laughs> that's cool like i remember when i first started cubing i would sometimes have 10 hour cubing days <laughs> What? Uh, yeah, I would, That's I would insane. wake up, eat my food, and then practice for ten hours. You know, just learn algs and then what practice the? F2L, do slow solves. It was. I, whoa, <laughs> I I get bored after like one or two hours. See, I well, do that every once in a while with blind. So yeah. Yeah, no. blind blind's really addictive. I find it's surprising that it's so much, but I find that sometimes I can go and sit and do like twenty attempts. Without uh-huh. getting bored of it. Uh-huh. Like, I never thought I'd be like that with blind, because <laughs> it's quite hard to commit to doing it sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, lately, I've been trying to do 25 a day, so... Ooh! Didn't you have your uh, blindfold fast? I did. So I did blindfold fast. I didn't do any blindfold for over a week. So then as soon as I finished that, I started doing 25 a day. (laughs) I can't do any big blind. I'm still on that big, big cube blind fast. So I make up for it with more three by threes. (laughs) (laughs) My, uh, my last 10, well, it's over 10 now. My last 10 attempts of blind have been Deanna. So I've got kind of annoyed with it and not done it for a while. It's because you haven't done the show in a month and it's just edging you. You just, like, I gotta do a cast episode. You can't think straight, right? <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I so Thursday, because um, I started doing my 25, and the first 22 were successful. Ooh. Then I DNF'd the last three. <laughs> oh, well. 22 oh, you, you nearly had 100%. That was just amazing. What my, year? It was good, too. It was like a 140-something average. So pretty good for 22 in a row. But. Wow. Oh, well. how, how long do you reckon it takes before you like, um, like you start to slow down? I noticed that I lose a lot of, I don't have a lot of stamina for doing blind. 
Well, actually, since I started, I, I now do the same thing Chris Hardwick does. I use images for the edges and I use just words for the corners. Um, I don't have the refined method he has of having single syllable words. So my audio loop is a little longer and probably not quite as accurate as his, but, um, I still do it essentially that way. And using that method, because I got the, um, the images for the edges and the audio loop is so reliable. I can go all day. I can just, I, I could, I could start in the morning and solve till midnight. He can go all day, folks. He's a machine. It's that's nice. really cool. Use a method like that that's a little bit more secure. You can really just keep going, never quit. Yeah. What are it, your? Uh, sorry. Never causes problems. So. Uh, what are your memo times? Uh, it depends very much on the day. It's it's funny yeah. how much I'm affected by how good I am on a given day. On a good day, I'm 30 seconds. On a bad <laughs> day, I'm 45, maybe even 50. Ah. Memo. So I, I would. So I guess maybe your turn speed you, we were talking about earlier is holding you back a little bit. Yeah, Joe and I were racing blind, and we were one of the things we were doing was racing using blind method solving sighted, and he, uh, okay. he can solve two cubes blind in the time it takes me to solve one <laughs> if we're solving it sighted. You know, uh, he's just way faster than me. I just can't do them, and my algs are more efficient than his. <laughs> I guess maybe that, yours to be more speed optimized, or maybe they already are. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I suspect most of mine would be fine if I did them right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should just practice execution. Don't like, don't like try and get sub twenty average. Just try and like get sub one tipper or something. Yeah, that's that's what Joey said too. So I think yeah. I think that's something I need to do. Yeah, I think. Uh, just sit down one day and just break down all your finger tricks and algs and then just see how you can optimize, I guess, for it's your style. Me so much, you know? <laughs> it's, what? It's boring to do that. So yeah. much more. What? You, you're making a method for square one. <laughs> what are you talking about? So... Uh, before we go on to square one, we're talking about sub 20 averages. Chris Hardwick wants to know how is that coming along? Well, I mean, uh, my, my times have been going down in competition a lot. Um, I actually got a, a couple of 21 averages, I think, or something like that. So, um, in competition. So it's getting better. I, I think my average, my real average is still around 23. If I do, uh, um, average of 100 or something, it's around 23. All right. I, I finally decided. Do you know how people get on me? For not being able to blindfold, I'm gonna do the same thing except for you and three by three. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Every couple days, I'm gonna send you a message. Are you sub twenty yet? Sounds good. I mean, <laughs> what do people actually do that to you? People with me? Yeah. Uh, not recently, but uh, around U.S. Championship, people have been getting on me about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm good but, for them. No, it's okay. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm gonna. 20. Maybe by the fourth or fifth message, I'm going to start including F-words and stuff. <laughs> it's good motivation if you're being threatened. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> oh, I forgot to ask about the cubing versus score. We're just going all over today. Like, not switch, uh, sticking to one subject, but uh, yeah. this goes no, you back. you did, didn't you? 
Like huh? balancing stuff between um, your hobby and yeah, work. And yeah, yeah, in the same kind of subject area. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, do you think cubing could act as a replacement to other things like sports and instruments? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Um, it's another activity. Kind of does. It's another activity. I mean, it, it, it makes some sense. I don't know. Um, kind of like doing math club or something, I guess. Yeah, it, it's not so much like... Um, it's more like chess instead of football. Exactly. So. Chess club. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because um, I played... I played ch- I played cello all throughout high school and middle school, and once I picked up Cuban, and uh, you know my practice time for cello dropped significantly. <laughs> you still play? Uh, define play. Uh, okay, so you don't practice? <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, I I have so much to do with school, Cubing, the podcast, Starcraft two, oh, you Star- know, Starcraft. Yeah, I love Starcraft. I was actually thinking of about uh, pick, picking up commentating games for StarCraft 2. Oh, really? Yeah. That's That'd how, be cool. I'm actually in Diamond Rank uh, 4 right now. Oh, I know what that means. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no it's the best league uh, in the game. Ah, yeah, nice. Rank 4 in that. So, in my division. But yeah, I play Zerg. Uh... My favorite build is the Baneling Bust, and you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is for the three or four people that play StarCraft that <laughs> listen to the show. <laughs> well, yeah, add me, guys. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I guess we can go on to some blindfold stuff uh, <laughs> and the user questions. Uh, Mega Minks blindfolded, you crazy person. Yeah, that was a great video to watch. You've yep. done it, right? I don't know if you haven't done it yet, but I I've done it. I, I've had five or six successes, but uh, I, I've always felt really bad at it. So I finally gave up on it and quit doing it after. Oh, I don't know. It was probably about twenty tries that I got my five or six successes. Um, I noticed. But, um, you know, on the video, do you like um, count how many moves you are through the algorithm? Um, uh, yeah, I think I do. I, 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 back then, I did that on almost everything. Even like 4x4 blind, I would do that because it kept me from getting lost. And It's yeah. really helpful if you... Uh, with 4x4, I've had a couple times when I've had pops. Oh, okay. I'm like, I remember I just did five of my eight for my commutator. Yeah. And so then I can go on ahead, find the piece, put it in, and then do six. Yeah. I'm good. I remember That's so awesome. Numbers, so it's helpful. And with Mega I never got comfortable with those outs. So. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I mean, I use just the eight move commutator for the um, corners, but I still get lost in it because I just have trouble seeing it compared to on a cube. You know, it's just harder yeah. for me. So there's some people who've gotten really fast at Mega blind, but I never did. Best I ever fun. did was probably forty-five minutes. Oh. Mondo, Mondo was in the twenty-minute range, and Istvan I think was in that range too. So, oh. so That's I'm awesome. I'm more than twice as bad as them. 
<laughs> if you phrase it like that. <laughs> I'd love to watch someone do it. Like, at a competition or something. So, well, yeah. It would be good, but, um, you know, I'd rather do a 7x7 seven seven any day. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm not suggesting it should be an event at all. <laughs> just, I'd just like to watch someone do it one day. 2011 Mega Minx blindfolded, that'd be the day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 2011 uh, Scoob! F- what? Yeah, it's gonna happen, man. I'm gonna make it happen. No, it's not gonna happen, dude. We've already gotten the requirements for Ron to say he'd do it. Yeah, I know. What? Seven <laughs> competitions with it, so. No, it's I would. Pretty much gonna happen. <laughs> I would fight that in the post. <laughs> we are currently debating on whether we should not have skew for the 2011. Oh, that reminded me. Um, I was on the train on the way down here, like back home. And I thought an idea of a T-shirt for you, like a Cubecast one. It's like Cubecast, and then it's like a skew in a, you know, the red circles with the line through it. Oh, uh, yeah. Like <laughs> no it's like no skews allowed. No skews allowed. <laughs> uh, I would be like um. What would my what would be my argument against it though? Uh, I do not. Have... I would not like skews in the events because it is not a three by three. That would be the yeah, chest. That, that makes perfect. <laughs> it would. Oh no, no skews. And 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 then it'll be like a year or two later. Hey Andrew, can we have skews at your competition? Get the fuck out of my competition now! You just. <laughs> You're, you're no longer welcome. And, uh, I love Skew. You're it's so fun. annoyed. Yeah. I don't know. Dude. It just makes me annoyed. It's one of the events I've actually won at a competition, so. Oh, really? Yeah, I won Skew at one of the recent Koei competitions. Huh. Awesome. I actually won five different events at that competition, if you count Skew, which doesn't really count, but I won five yeah. different events and none of them were blind. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's really cool though. Yeah, I won Skew, I won Square One, I won Clock, Master Magics, and Fewest Moves. Wait, All the ones games. the ones that don't count? Exactly. Oh, just I'm just fucking fun. How um, how oh, many man. uh moves was your fewest moves solution? Uh it was terrible. What happened was I was doing uh I think that was the one where I was doing Big Cubes Blind and Fewest Moves was concurrent. Oh, okay. So I did the um, big cubes blind and finished it, and I still had like 20 minutes left. So I dashed <laughs> in and did the fewest moves in 20 minutes, and I got a 38 solution, and it won. <laughs> nice. 38 is still pretty good. Uh, that was pretty bad, but it was, it was good for 20 minutes. I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did you know that uh, I think Anthony Brooks and John Tamanis, or Tananis, they tried they tried to uh, speed stack a multi um a few moves in U.S. Speed oh, stack. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, they tried to stack my it. Yeah, stack my it. Oh, did I just uh-huh. say speed stack? Oh no. Um. <laughs> go. Uh, I think they got thirty something move solutions. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like doing that actually. When I was still doing the weekly competitions, uh, online, um, towards the end of my doing that, which was the end of last year. Uh, I started actually doing fastest I could fewest moves. <laughs> well, like linear solutions. It wasn't quite linear, but you know. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I wanted to still get sub forty, but try to do it as fast as I could. That was wait, 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 wait. What do you mean linear solutions? Linear solution means you uh, only scramble the cube once, and you start turning to solve, and you never backtrack. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, that's it's a lot harder. It's fun. So, so if you make a mistake, it's just like whatever. Yeah, you can't take it back. So I was doing nearly linear solutions sometimes, but yeah, where it's still one solve, but you'll kind of like do some moves to check it out and then go back. Uh I would never re-scramble, but I (laughs) take a few moves back. You know. Oh. So. So. This goes into. It doesn't really translate into, but uh. You are recently making square one method for blind. Yeah, that's my big project right now. Um, yeah, I, I've, I was really interested about this because I've tried to think of it before, but you'd have to like, like think about generating algorithms for every shape. Yeah. Uh, is that what you're actually doing? Well, yeah. I mean, people who do square one already have the algorithm, but then what I've done is. Um, come up with a translation matrix sort of so that I know for every piece that's in a given cube shape where it's going to wind up when it's or in a given shape where it's going to wind up when it's cube shape. So um, by using that, I can just um, perform the translation on each piece as I'm memorizing it in whatever shape it's in. And right. then I just perform my algorithm to get it to cube shape, and I know where they all are. I've actually uh, memorized yeah. them that way instead of memorizing them the original way. Yeah, so instead of, like, tracing them, mm-hmm. you already you don't have to trace the cube yeah, shape because you already know where it will be. Yeah, they're pre-traced. Basically. Yeah, that, that's really clever. Do the tracing in advance. So uh, I've been going through and trying to do them for every case, and um, I've got... 14 of them generated and pretty much memorized. It's pretty easy to memorize them as you go. Yeah. Um, there's, I, I just discovered last night, uh, I don't know if maybe some of the ones on my list are unnecessary, but there were two that were missing. So, um, yeah, I guess, is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, with the puzzle page? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, sure. uh, Awesome. He has on his puzzle page that uh, there are 90 different shapes, and I took uh, one that uh, is on Alchemist Matt's website, uh, Returning Square One to a Cube. It's a list of uh, algs for it, and um, he has 90 cases, and that's how many uh, Yap said, too. And um, going through them, I found that there were a couple that I needed that were missing, so... I think I've covered them all, and I think I'm going to need 92, not 90. But <laughs> wow! But it's still not much more. But two it's the cases, and, but it's and, loads altogether. Um, the translation matrix. What I do is I say, for any given uh, piece in its final cube shape, where is it in the pre-cube shape? And so I'll. I'll take piece A and I'll ask where is it in the precube shape, and I'll get a letter. Okay. Oh, so you like you think of a, a cube shape in your head, and then you start filling in each piece. 
Uh, well, actually, like, what I do is I, I come up with the algorithm that will solve that cube shape. Yeah. So then I invert that. So I take the solved square one. I invert that algorithm. Now I've got what it looks like before I go to cube shape. Yeah. Right? And then I look and see where each of those pieces are. And I just write that down. And that's my translation matrix. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, when you uh, memorize, you so like... To memorize, I look at a given piece and I say, okay, uh, where will that piece... So, so basically I say, well, I'm going to start at A. So with yeah. A, where is A on this cube? Well, it's at G. So then I look at G on the cube and I say, what piece is there? Uh, it's C. So if it's... Uh, so- so then I a say, is okay, where is C on this on this cube? And I use my translation matrix and find out it's at Q. So then I go at Q and I okay. say, what piece is there? And so I just go through that way. And okay. when I'm done, I know all I have to do is apply the four, five, six moves to get it to square. And then um, I know where everything's supposed to go. It's just like a regular three by three, only easier because yeah. you don't have to orient. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Also, you've um, it's it's a lot less thinking with that method, it seems. A lot yeah. less. Yeah, it's a lot less thinking. It's because otherwise it's like doing speed blind. Yeah, you, as you well as blind. With speed blind, um, it is a little tricky dealing with the translation matrix because what you're doing is first you're recalling one memorization that's a yeah. long memory, and at the same time you're constructing a new one, and it's easy to get them confused, and it's it's kind yeah. of a challenge. But I've had quite a few successes where I scramble to a cube shape I have already learned. And solve it blindfold, and my average time is under eight minutes. <laughs> it's really oh, easy to get under eight minutes with it. And I'm I'm sure it's only that slow because I'm really bad at it. I'm quite sure yeah. that sub five is pretty easy with this. So. Oh my god, that's a shame. You should like um publish it when you're done if you want. I, I'm going to try to do that. Yes, I'm yeah. I'm going to try to find a a website somewhere that I can stash it on. In what, public. So. what what made you want to blindfold this or well, create a method? It's because of my ultimate crazy goal. Um, I want to do every WCA event in a relay blind. <laughs> what? One <laughs> thing I can't do yet is square one, so I need to learn how. <laughs> wow. That is insane. So, so even like magic... <laughs> Are you gonna like video this? Hopefully, you're gonna video this. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Although I don't know what I'm gonna do about the length. So. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Two by two, two seven by seven. Yeah. Are you gonna include one hand in there? Three by three. Well, one hand? That's that's what I gotta figure out. But I don't see any reason not to do one handed because it's easy. It's short. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna do. One. And with so you're gonna do like clock and stuff. Uh, of course, I've gotten okay at clock. It's pretty easy. Okay, yeah. two to seven, one hand, feet. Um, square one. Square one. Mega Minx, Magic, Master Magic. Pyraminx. Pyraminx. Well, multi blind. <laughs> You'd have to do <laughs> just like two cubes. Multi -blind. Three by three, and I already did three by three one handed. Well, there's my multi blind, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Throw in two more if it makes people happier. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure no one will complain about. But that. I don't know if I should do another three by three for three by three blind, and another four by four for four by four blind, and another five. Yeah. No, I think the blindfolds stand for itself. So, so yeah. I got to figure that part out. And then fewest moves is the weirdest one, but 
you know. Yeah, how are you going to do that? Are you going to have to well, speed We did that them? on uh, uh, for a couple of weeks during the weekly competition. Several of us did that. Uh, we came yeah. up with what we thought the proper rules were for fewest moves blind. The idea is that the current WCA rules say um, that you're not allowed to apply moves to a cube uh, until you pull in the blindfold when you're doing a blindfold event. So that would apply for FMC as well, right? Uh, yeah. You can stare at a solved cube all you want with FMC, but you're not allowed to actually make any moves on it to apply the scramble or anything. So you just write down the solution. So what you have to do is you can stare at it, and what you do is sort of reverse speed blind it, kind of. <laughs> what? And figure out where all the pieces are going to be, and then you figure out solutions to it. It's 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 sort of kind of like reverse speed blind. And then uh, once you figure it out, um, then you can pull on the blindfold. You can then apply moves to this cube if you want. It's actually a little helpful sometimes help you remember what you're doing. And then yes. uh, you have to write down the solution blindfolded. Oh, God. Make sure – one of the hard parts is you have to make sure you keep your pen in the right place so you don't like <laughs> – <laughs> The so, it's a very tricky event, but three yeah, or four of us did it, and all of us got it right first try. It was amazing. Wow. That's great. That's stupid. How many moves were there? It's pretty stupid, actually. <laughs> but then a lot of the things I do are, so it's just fun. Stupid fun. <laughs> That's the best kind. So I want to try this someday. It's crazy, but... I'm going to have to have an awful lot of free time. I hope I can find a, an opportunity. Yeah, it'll take like six hours or something. Uh, yeah. Um, to demo all? God. So, um, so if I can get the square one down, then hopefully that'll actually be an easy one. So Yeah. Right now it's the hardest, but at some point I hope it'll actually be an easy one. Oh, and then you got to revisit Megaminx. Megaminx is going to be my worst at that point. That's going to be the hardest one. So. Yeah. Go back and see if I can get a, a little better at Mega Minks. All right, Mike. You're crazy. <laughs> but you're an inspiration to us all. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Miner has a user submitted question. Uh, what hobbies do you have other than speed cubing? Well, um, I do too much speed cubing these days, but um, <laughs> I'm into juggling still a little. Wow. Um, I, I've been working on trying to get better at four clubs because I'm not very good at four clubs yet, but I'm working on it. And uh, uh, I've always been into music, so keyboardist. Ah, cool. Oh, cool. Oh. So um, can you do what Mackie does and juggle two cubes in a hand and one hand? Yeah, there's um there's a video of him doing it blindfolded that way. He does the key behind his back while juggling. Not blindfolded, but behind my back so I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. But you can do that one-handed uh, juggling with... Uh... Yeah, I juggle two balls before I start memoing on the video. You can see it. I juggle two balls and then start memorizing. So I got to hold the cube up real high so I can keep the balls in view while I'm memoing. And then I put it behind my back and solve it. And that's, I never drop the balls. That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. God dang. Uh, how many balls can you go up to? Uh, juggling. Just yeah. juggling. Um, I've 
I've had 50 catches of seven and I've, I've done 12 or so catches of eight. So. Oh, cool. So mainly I just, the, the biggest thing I like is just numbers juggling. So I juggle the balls most and that's what I'm best at. So. I need to learn how to juggle. It's fun. I bet I would get into it and then I would not cube anymore or something stupid like this. I'm like, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, it really does. <laughs> uh, uh, Sebastian Miner also asks, what do you enjoy most about going to competitions? Oh gosh. Well, at this, this point, it's definitely the people. I'm sure that's what everyone would say. So yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just fun getting to, to talk to everybody again and stuff. But, um, yeah, definitely. I guess all three of us would agree on that. But I definitely sure. also absolutely love every time I do a big blind attempt and it's solved. <laughs> <laughs> it still gives you a high? Solved, I'm thrilled. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tyler Amaral, he says, you are my favorite cuber. Oh, thanks, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> will you ever make a tutorial on how to solve any of the, of the cubes blindfolded? Oh, I guess he's addressing you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, are you gonna ever make one, Andrew? I mean, <laughs> no. Uh, Tyler says to Mike, "You are my favorite cuber." Uh, and he says, "P.S. Good luck on your seven by seven multi blindfold." Oh, thank you. Someday I'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what I can contribute. You know, um, I, I did make a, a sort of pseudo tutorial on four by four centers, and yeah. I, I think that was a little helpful, but I don't know how much I can contribute to regular blindfold solving because I'm just not, I don't have anything new to contribute. You know, I haven't really done a lot of innovation or any of that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Everyone is, well, apart from you square one stuff, stuff, but like, everyone seems to do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm just using a, a combination of methods that are already out there and there's some yeah. pretty good descriptions of those methods already. So I'm not sure how much I can help, but mm. if well, I thought I could help, I would, but I just don't know what I can do that will make it better. So. Well, I think he's, Tyler's just trying to get at you do blindfold and you do it very well and you understand, you know, obviously what's going on. So I think he just still wants to poke in your brain at, you know, what's going on and, you know, how you learn the tricks or, you know. Yeah, I might do that someday, I guess. But um, right now, you know, I'm really focused on I'm going to try to get the square one worked out and then I'm going to definitely publish something for that. So Awesome. That's yeah. yeah, Tyler, if you want to ever blindfold square one, is you're going to have the chance soon. <laughs> uh, let's see. Chris Hardwick sent in like five questions. Let's go over them. <laughs> Uh, this is great. What, in your opinion, is your most epic blindfold attempt? Whether oh, or not it was successful. The one that was the hardest for me at the time that I tried it was the 5x5 five five multi-blind, where I tried to do four. What? <laughs> now that would be easy. So I really need to try that again sometime. But back when I tried it, I was still quite bad at five by five blind. Um, I was probably 25 minutes or so average on five by five blind. Um, and I tried to do four of them. 
<laughs> I got three of four, and the fourth one was off by like two pieces or something. Oh, dude, it's crazy. That. This is—I can't believe you've done that. It was absolutely insane. I felt ill. <laughs> awful. I couldn't stand it. Oh man, one of the quotes from the show: four five by five blinds. Now it's easy. I was like, what? <laughs> Mike, I, I'm so close to saying go screw yourselves. <laughs> you know, but uh, I love you. Four five by five blinds is is definitely less than um two seven by sevens, and so I'm not saying it would be easy to get one, but it'd be easy to try at least. Wow, <laughs> it's not nearly as much work as it was then. Back then, it was really hard for me. Yeah. So, uh. Let's let's go on. We've already said too much. Four, five by fives. Uh, let's see. What's the craziest situation in which you've ever tried to do a blindfold solve? Uh, definitely uh, that night that you were talking about with Chester. <laughs> it's really hard to concentrate um, uh, while I was laughing that hard. <laughs> oh, I think I also went in and tried to give you a little. Oh yeah, tickle. there was that too. <laughs> I tickled him in the middle of a blindfold zone. <laughs> it was a success, though, right? It was a success, I believe. That was the successful one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, oh, that night was fun. That fucked. night was definitely it. That's the worst I've ever had to do. So. Uh, what's your funniest memorization location that you can remember? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Yeah, you know, I really can't think of anything right now, I'm afraid. Um, my um, memo system is a little different. Uh, well, not system, but my memo approach is a little different from Chris's in that I really don't make as vivid memorizations as he tends to. <laughs> um, I I still have some, you know, that are, that are pretty funny and pretty crazy, um, but they don't happen as often to me as they do to him because he really works to make them that, that way, and I don't as much. Since yeah. I like to do a lot of blindfold solves every week, um, if I make them too vivid, they'll start to uh, give me merge. between solves. Yeah. So, so it's I tend not to have them quite as vivid, and I know that um, um, oh gosh, what's Ben Pridmore, the um, world memory champion, or he has been anyway. Um, was describing his method of memorizing, and I noticed his images tend not to be quite so vivid as a lot of other people describe either. So I figure mm-hmm. I'm in good company. So. <laughs> well, if, you, if if one image comes up that's really funny, let us know, because we still have a lot of show left. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> if you used every memory location slash method that you have, what's the largest possible multi-blind attempt you could make? Oh, boy. Um, let's see. I haven't counted this lately. Are you using your hands now? You could use your toes too. Um, I think I have 29 prepared rooms, so that's 58 cubes. Well, 58. Yeah. What's, um, UWR? UWR, oh, oh, um... Uh, 
Uh, well, I know um, the guy who goes by FP did 50, right? I think what, 50 out of 50? 50 out of 50. Uh, I don't think anyone's beat that. Yeah. <laughs> there have been people who've done more than that, I think, done 51 or 52, but that's out of, like, 54 or something, right? So, yeah. yeah. So did something like that once, I think. Who owns that many cubes? God. Uh, well, I know Mondo does. Um, actually, yeah, I think... Uh, I don't remember. I think FP, when he did it, he was like... Uh, uh, he was like... Have, I don't know if he did it on that one. Maybe he did that one legitimately. He borrowed him from Tim or something. Um, yeah. But um, he had the habit of he would scramble it, um, memo it, solve it, scramble the next one, memo it, solve it. Uh, okay. And, and so he'd like um, he'd scramble it blind and then solve it with his blind method and then scramble it again. Something like that. no, I mean he would. I, no, he'd just, he'd like invert the scramble or he'd have someone else do it. Uh, okay. So that it was, it was fairly legitimate the way he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But he just didn't have enough cubes. Yeah. It's not like he was cheating or anything. Ah, like a, like a marathon or something. You would yeah, just... kind of like a marathon, but you have to do it a little funny with blind because you have to get the scramble back. Yeah. <laughs> so. I see. But yeah, he, that was how he was doing it. But yeah, there, there are quite a few people with over 50 cubes. I know, um, the cube that was my speed cube for about a year was one of Mondo's 50. He started yeah. handing them out after he did his 50 attempt or 54 or whatever attempt. He started handing them out to people. And hmm. That's really cool. Those. That was my favorite cube for a while. It was a really awesome cube. Wow. So cool. did he change the stickers on it? I did have to change stickers. <laughs> yeah. I so, did that right away. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess that's it for blindfold and talking about blindfold. I am pooped, and we still have half a show left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh Now here's Mike Huey with some Frank Morris facts. Frank Morris has already solved world hunger, but he doesn't want to submit his times until he can do it in competition. Frank Morris facts. Whenever God gets a PLL skip, he exclaims, Oh my Frank! I guess well let's move on to the most controversial topic that we're gonna talk about on the show for a while. It happened three years ago, but it's still, you know um, Yeah, I guess kinda, it was long enough ago that we can cover it now though. Yeah, it's still heated in some ways I guess, but it's I think it's cooled down enough that we could talk about it. And that is of yeah. course two thousand seven World Championship and other competitions where um we have Machas Cutie, 
and his whole debacle and things that go on. Uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this was a lot of people know about him and know that he was banned because of blind, uh, cheating and blindfold, but uh, they don't really know the story and what happened with the WCA and behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I guess I wanted to talk about it so we can just inform the listeners. Yeah, it was kind of kept on the down low because he was underage at the time. Yeah, but I think so, he's uh, 19 now. I don't know. Is 18, he? I don't know whether he's... 18 or 19. Not, but, um, yeah, hopefully he is. Well, we're not here to pass heavy judgment on anyone. Right. Because there were, you know, obviously... So, um, let's go over the story. Actually, I want to say, the funny thing is, they, um, they didn't want to say anything much about him because he was underage or I mentioned his name but um, if you type his name into Google you know you get on Google suggestions of other things to do yeah like it just says matches cutie cheating <laughs> yeah um, I think one of the reasons they didn't say his name was to protect his identity for when he yeah. when you know future employers Google his name and stuff but I think uh, that's already that, been destroyed yeah that purpose uh, let's see. Um, well, number one, we actually we have uh, proof that he solved uh, that he cheated on. I think two proof tubes. beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah, this is the um, and it's not just the 2007, which was the biggest event. Um, but uh, he cheated in two cubes, right? Well, um, he could have cheated on many. It's hard to say. Well, we have uh, proof that he cheated on that uh, too. Yeah, there are two cubes that were dissected, where someone actually um, uh, someone actually did reconstructions of at least portions yeah. of the saw. Was it Lucas? Um, was it? Uh, or it might have been Joel. I think it might have been Joel. Yeah. Um, one of them was in the fifteen fifteen multi blind. It was the second cube. Right. He um he like did a setup move wrong, but instead of fixing a setup move like he made a mistake, he uh, solved the corners with Ortega, like a two by two method, and then continued solving the edges as if um, he just updated his memo or something. But he obviously hadn't done that. Like he claimed to be able to use OLL um, in blind. But just traced where pieces went and stuff. But I mean, come on, man. I see. It's not even viable. And, and I, I think the other one was um, five by five. Yeah, and blind. that sort of goes with the other one to make it look even more obvious. Because in that particular case, he had all the corners completely solved, right? Yeah. And then he uh, went he, back he, and solved, messed them up, and then solved them again. Ah, yeah. so and, uh, the edges messed, went kind of everywhere. He messed up on edges that flipped the corners around, so he did redid the corners. Well, he kind That's of like, I think he solved it in a weird order anyway. Like, um, I'm trying to remember now. Like but, he was, I think he was solving the centers, but while he was, the state of the edges while he was solving the centers was different by the time he finished the centers. Right. I think. And I guess this whole... Was that the idea was that if he were to um, have done that, he could have done it just as well by sticking with his corner solve the first time. So it was clearly 
yeah. not possible he was using some amazing, more efficient method when his method was clearly less efficient than the known method. So. Yeah, that's the thing. He argued on the forum, or his mother argued on the forum. Well, she argued a lot of things. They tried to, like, sue WCA or something. Not sue them. Or maybe they did, actually. But um, she was saying, like, he thought he could solve it easier. But someone pointed out that to be able to solve the corners easier, you just undo the setup moves instead <laughs> of, like, solving them with Ortega and tracing edges. Yeah. Which is obviously fake. Hmm. Um, like another thing is that um, oh, I've forgotten she said mm. Mm, <laughs> wait mm. I remember I remember <laughs> shut up <laughs> no it's gone I remember it while we talked oh you forgot oh come on <laughs> oh yeah I remember now because you said I forgot yeah someone offered to um, like fly over to his house and then he'd demonstrate the method and then he'd be able to compete again or he was allowed to demonstrate the method at a competition and then it'd be fine but he just refused to do so which is really strange oh he said this is a real method and people said okay we'll give you a chance to prove yourself and he denied that yeah yeah also um there's a i can't remember who it was but someone held paper in front of him like yes yeah uh, there were several instances where people claimed that when he was solving a cube and they would, you know, this is the time before, you know, they would permanently hold something beneath your eyes, but uh, they would yeah. put something over the cube and he would stop solving and pretend and look as if he were tracing pieces again. And when the paper was off, he would continue solving. Yeah, like the there's a video of when he, um, the first time someone held paper over him the entire time and he just DNFs, like he hadn't memoed any of it. The um, there was one other video that I had noticed that I didn't ever make a big deal about, but there was a, a solve where I think it was a world record, one of his many world records, um, where yeah, he did yeah. a four by four blind, and he had a piece pop out. Um, and it's not hard to fix a pop on a four by four when you're blindfolded. There's nothing at all unbelievable about that. I've done it a bunch of times. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you can't that, like have a flip touch. The thing that through, yeah, you can't have a flipped edge, so there's no way you can go wrong. If there's only one piece out of the cube, you know where it has to go. There's no question. Yeah. yeah. The thing that threw me was when it popped out, it landed in his lap. Um, those four by four pieces, they're they're not very big. They're, they don't take up a lot of. They don't have a lot of weight, and yet yeah. he reached down and grabbed it instantly and popped it in with not any hesitation whatsoever. Ah. Uh, now, yeah. is that not possible? It's possible that could have been legitimate. But I'm not saying necessarily he cheated when he was actually solving the cube, but when he looked, it seems pretty likely that he was peeking yeah. to actually grab the piece because if I know that if I had done that, I would have like very slowly and very carefully uh, Yeah, like fell around for it. Slowly tried to pick the piece up so I'd make sure it wouldn't fall on the floor because I know if I fell on the floor it'd cost me a minute or more. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't do that, he just grabbed it instantly and popped it in. And it's there. So it's likely that he could see it. It seems highly unlikely that someone would do that on a pop. Yeah, I think this um, whole the box, uh, this whole little scandal that went on, it. I think it really marked the point where we realized we really couldn't trust anyone. Right. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Because we're, you know, it's 2007. The speed cubing community is about four years old. So we still don't have, you know, we're still in the whole, you know, everyone's nice and everyone's cool and we should just, you know, come here and have a good time. But there are a handful of, there are a handful of people that will take advantage of the trust and friendliness and try to gain something out of it. Um, like, uh, I just brain farted. Let's see. Yeah, it really marked the point where we, the, you know, the WCA really had to go, holy crap, we can't let anything like this happen again. So, you know, we have the paper over the cube rule now. And also, um, there was, so, uh, there were a couple instances of cheating before, right? I think, Mike, you had a story about someone being really fast. Oh, well, that, that was not in an official competition circumstance. Yeah. But, yeah, um, actually, uh, it's a guy who has since come on occasionally, I think even posted fairly recently um, uh, on speed solving. His name is Marcus Stur. I assume that's how you pronounce his name. Oh, yeah. That's HR. Um, but he... Um, had had started sometime i think i don't i didn't ever get a chance to go check but it, it was i think in 2006 range um he started posting videos on youtube of really amazing blindfold solves um yeah. he he got where he was even posting sub minute solves and this was before danyang chen did his on chinese tv that was so amazing um yeah so he was like the first person to post videos of sub one solves. And, um, there was an awful lot of doubt in the Cuban community at that point. Uh, I, I think I actually was occasionally looking at the websites. I started looking at the, um, the, the Yahoo group before I started speed cubing yeah. <laughs> occasionally. And, um, I, I think, and I did see a little bit of that discussion going on. People were really doubting that he was for real, and it was just because he was blowing everyone else's times out of the water, and no one could believe yeah. it. But um, I, I started, you know, being fascinated by the whole thing, and I guess the idea was that um, he used some methods to make his job a little easier. For instance, he would just DNF any parody. He'd never even. Right. He didn't even have a real method for solving parity. He knew how, but he, he didn't ever develop a good method for solving parity because he just DNF those. And that yeah. gave more chances to get the good ones. And when he had a really good scramble, that's when he'd really go for it. And I suspect, I still believe that he was completely legit and his solves were completely legit, but there was an awful lot of doubt simply because he was so much faster than anyone else had ever been. Yeah, I remember seeing his name around and stuff. I I'd never saw any videos, but so he, he may very he, well have been the first sub one blind solver mm-hmm. in the world. But uh, yeah. he cherry picks. He cherry picks his solves. Yeah, but he's never been to a competition. So. Still, still, I believe he's never been to a competition. Like Gimond. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah but I think a lot of blindfold cubers do that too. I know I do. Like sometimes I'll just. Have a scramble and I'll see like, oh, the buffer piece is already solved. Oh, the other buffer piece is already solved. Oh, yeah. DNF, next scramble. You yeah. know, like. I think most of them probably do. I don't, but I just have a weird thing about not like DNF. <laughs> but most people, um, it seems like do that. I know Joey couldn't ever stand it if he had a bad scramble. He'd just throw it away. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They're, just, even they're still anymore. trying to do it for hours. <laughs> so, that, um, would you, uh, Tom, saying that uh, you you would sometimes just cherry pick a solve just because it's bad scramble? That goes um, when I would say this goes through my head, but um, let's say, uh, Mike, I'm getting a little feedback from you. Uh, it's cool, but um, all right, let let me just think of the words. Okay, uh. Machas, I believe he he was caught because number one, he was a Cuban celebrity, and all eyes were on him and also all the cameras, <laughs> yeah. which yeah, was yeah. ultimately his downfall. The he camera blindfold solves on videos and just about anybody. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was kind of his downfall. Um, but he, I think he kind of did what everyone, what a lot of people would have done. In those kinds of situations, because um, he only got caught because so many eyes were on him, and I would say, let's see, you know, there was nothing blocking your view. So for the everyday normal cuber, oh, I forgot what this corner uh, corner is. I'll just take a quick little peek. Yeah. And I think you know there was a lot of that happening, in my opinion, just you know. Well, anyway, spectacular streak going. There he had yeah, yeah. seventy-seven out of seventy-seven, right? He had some huge, huge streak going. It was unbelievable, um, and I suspect it got tempting at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have little doubt that he was um, his his first quite a few solves were one hundred percent legitimate, and it probably just something happened later. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I still think he can solve blind fairly quickly. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I it's definitely still one of the fastest in the world, even yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. I think he still practices cubing, you know? He does. Yeah, he went to America at one point to do some cubing for someone, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my point is, you know, there's human nature that if there's an opportunity to, you know, actually help you know, with the blindfold, I think, you know, just pe- doing a little peek here and there. A lot of people did that, just in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, I just am really, really glad that um, we started putting in better rules. And I think yeah. we yeah. do as much of that as is necessary to, to really make sure that everything's secure. Um, now, you know, pretty much the only way you can cheat now is getting your hands on the scramble. And we can't really, you know... Yeah, we're liable to have to address that issue as well. I really suspect someday that's going to have to happen. And well, there's there's other things you can do as well. Like, say you're in the same group as someone and they go up first. Mm-hmm. Like while they're memoing, you can look at the cube. The yeah, that's memoing. another concern. Mm-hmm. Mm. So all these things like kind of need to be side out, but it's hard to tell if they've even happened. Right. We don't even know. There's there's no real way to know. So. Um, that's why I really look forward to those rules getting better. But, you know, basically, if if cubing continues to be popular and continues to increase, then it probably will happen. If if it doesn't, then it may never happen. So it just depends on how popular the cubing community becomes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just but if we- you if you add more people, there's X amount of awesome people, but there's also X amount of uh, 
you know, people that, you know, could actually bend the rules here and there or try to yeah, get fa- – there was that one guy. Um, he averages 50-something seconds, and then he got a 13-second solve. Oh, <laughs> Shane Rowland. Yeah. Oh, it's Shane Rowland. He's the Def Cuba, right? Yeah, yeah. Famous Def Rubix. <laughs> oh, I don't want to make fun of him, but he's not going to find out. <laughs> oh, yeah. you just did. That's me. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like he, um, he's really weird. Apparently, he bought like two hundred uh, VQ sevens, and he calls himself famous, rich, and Daff Rubik's. Like what? Two hundred V sevens? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it's strange. Mm. That's weird. Anyway, um, Mike, we talked about this a couple months ago at Lexington, but uh. You made the point, and I really liked it. Um, Matias at the time, he was a miner, mm-hmm. and he was really good at cubing. And you said that, like all great cubers, when they break world records and keep doing well, that they peak, and that you know every for every competition. What? P e a k peak. Yeah, as in you know, reach the limit, reach his limit. Not peak as in look under the blindfold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he, he reached his limit, uh, uh-huh. and, you know, people were still expecting him to do great things and break world records, and, you know, it was getting a lot harder for him to do it, so, you know, the opportunity presented itself. There was no paper under him, so he would, you know, take a peek. He would get away with it. It's pure speculation on my part, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it makes, seems like, it makes a lot know, of sense to me. You've been there and you've experienced it. When, yeah. when you get to be a well-known Huber, there tends to be uh, a feeling that people expect a lot out of you. And I know it's hard for everyone who goes through that. It's not an easy thing. I can't imagine the kind of pressure fans is under, you know. Yeah, exactly. I just hate to I mean, People <laughs> go... You know, he finished the competition and they go only sub nine average. Come on, fast! Like that's amazing. Yeah. Come on, guys. And I yeah, think, that was ridiculous. That's crazy. And you know, Machias had the same exact thing, except you know, and he was also a crazy speed solver. Yes, he was awesome at every single event. Yeah, yeah. he's only just recently um, lost his records. Yeah, someone yeah. I think finally uh, uh, passed his last world record that he had. I think Has it was Master someone, Magic. Someone beat the Master Magic single? I think so. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I'll find out. And it's also a testament to his speed solving that it took three years for people to wipe out his records. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, that's a long time in the cubing world. Yeah. yeah. It's a. It's such a shame that, uh, you know, that's such a great cuber and, and a nice guy, too. I've met him, and he's, he's a really humble, nice guy that, uh, you know... This happened to him, and a lot of people were debating that three years was a long time. Uh, what do you guys well, think? Was three years is three years fair? Or? I don't know. Like he was dishonest, man. It's 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 definitely yeah. not unfair. My my feeling about it is, um, I would definitely be of the opinion it was long, except that he has never apologized. Yeah, that, that's what really annoys me. I'd if never you would apologize, I would be—I would have been ready to welcome him back pretty quickly. But under the yeah, he, he never even admitted any fault as well. It's disturbing. Yeah, 
yeah. mean, certainly did, uh, you know, disturb a lot of people with that. And it would be nice to have an apology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, by not cooperating, it made the job that people had to do a lot harder. Absolutely, yes. Also, a lot of prize money was involved. Yeah. With, uh, you know, um, with his, let's see, the, you know, world record holders, uh, you know, Deng Ning Chen, Chris Hardwick, let's see, you know, world champions for, uh, he denied like nine, 12 people of uh, places in uh, world champion 2007 and their prize money associated with that and records too. Well, only three of those were blindfolded, so only three could have been this issue. So, but still, yeah, that's but still, but that's still that's three, a lot of money. That was three by three blind, four by four blind, and multi blind. Yeah, and he won three by three blind, right? For that, maybe I don't know. He did. I think he won those three events, and that's a lot of money associated. Maybe three thousand euros. It could have been that he won. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, uh, he never gave the money back either. So I think, you know, in combination with that, I, I would say it, it was, I would agree with Mike. It was a long time, three years, which is up in February next year, by the way. Um, yeah, it's, are you sure it's definitely over? Because the, I thought um, uh, time wouldn't start until they gave the money back and I stuff. I talked to Tyson and, this was what he said. If this, because he's in Europe, obviously, and Ron's in charge of Europe, and Tyson's yeah. in the United States, and this was a quote from him. Um, and I kind of understand if you know his time was up, which is February, and he went to a competition in March. Tyson really wouldn't have any power to stop him from going to a competition, and you know, and I would suspect Ron. Wouldn't care either. That's my. I'm not view. sure. Like, but I, I don't. We'll think have to wait. Community would be so nice. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that really depends if he would be. <laughs> It'd be funny if he did. There would there would be certainly people that welcome him with uh, arms open wide, but um, I think a large part of the community is still sour about it. Yeah. I don't know. Good thing he lives in Europe and not in the United States. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I hope this doesn't anger people. That's the thing. No, we just let them know what happened. Yeah. He's a Probably good I, keeper, though. The only person we've, we've, we might have annoyed is, um, Cutie, which, I don't know. I don't think like, he listens to the show. Yeah, also, many other people have already said what we've already said, and, um, Shane Rowland, which, yeah, he doesn't listen either. <laughs> That's so mean. Uh, it's true. Well, yeah. Um, let's see. Crap, I I keep brain farting. I'm so tired. It's been two hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Long show. Yeah, anyway, to wrap it up, Matches Cutie, great cuber, great speed solver. It's a shame that he that this did happen to him. And, you know... I bet if he could start over, he would have never done it in the first place. So he's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, and let's move on. Don't send us angry emails. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, let's move on. So this episode, we have two random catches of the day. Um, we did two because it's been a month, you know, since we did our last show when we wanted to make the show a little longer than usual. So we're going to, we talked about Cutie, we talked a bunch of crap with Mike and he wouldn't shut up. And uh, <laughs> we, had, we have two things to talk about. I guess both are short, but let's go over it. The new speed solving site-wide rules. Yeah, um, they're they're pretty much the same as the old ones, but they've just been elaborated more, I guess, like explained. I hope people are still breaking them, but I, you I hope guess people it's just are breaking rem- them. What? No, no. Um, I think it's just like a reminder to not be idiots. Yeah, that's that's my viewpoint because throughout the years, you know, the internet in general, has degenerated into what we now call YouTube comments and the intelligence or lack of (laughs) behind them. And I think it's kind of rubbing off on forums like these. And we're having a lot of trolls now popping in and kind of ruining the experience for a lot of people. Yeah, the problem with the trolls is they aren't funny. (laughs) (laughs) They aren't. It would be... It would be good. I would welcome the trolls if they were, you know, funny and then kind of constructive at the same time because those are the best ones. If you can crack a joke and then contribute at the same time. What's your view on this, Mike? Uh, Well, I I think uh, one of you guys does that pretty well, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, you said I'm trolling. No, when you when you do occasionally kind of pseudo troll, <laughs> just like Andrew's describing, that's exactly what you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was gonna say, but they're I didn't fun. want to stroke my ego anymore. Uh, they're fun. That's that's the kind of trolling we need, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's usually relevant, is the thing. Like, yeah. Uh, exactly. When it isn't, it's in a thread that's gonna get closed very soon. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I love reading threads like, LOL, what cube should I get? Yeah. Oh, those things. (laughs) Um, I used to read every post for a while. I don't anymore. Yeah, you have, how many posts do you have? A couple thousand. Uh, Over 4,000 now, aren't I? I think so. Oh my god. What? How have you got so many? Oh, just. Lots of posting. Talk too much, like you can say it. Let's see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you right here. Alright, you are number three, actually. Yeah. With 4,094 posts. Who's number two? Uh, PJ, Patrick Kelly. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. With 4,200. And the number one, AV Gallon. 5.5k. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't post anymore. <laughs> he doesn't? Yeah, cause I'll, he's overseas and stuff. 
he's he's on his world tour. World tour for what? Um, he's traveling. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. I wish I had that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here with my lonely 433. <laughs> uh, wow. 433. Posts. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I'm I was one of the first members to join, dude. <laughs> March yes. 2006. I was uh <laughs> Yeah, same here. Snap. But we just don't post. We're we're lame. No, I, no. I post more these days. Like Yeah, me um, too. At, at the start of the year I had less than 100. Now I have over 1000. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to we're going to post race. I'm just going to spam in every thread and just catch up to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Or just every thread, like, uh, um, I like bacon, lol, and just do that <laughs> every thread. You'll get kicked considering the new rules. <laughs> okay, um, uh, I think I agree with them. The new How rules. could you disagree? They were, they were pretty, pretty sensible. Yeah, it's amazing. I brought something up in, in the thread about it, but basically they said, like, um, even if you can violate the rules as long as you're not being stupid about it like as long as what you're doing makes sense no one's going to bang you for doing it it's just the people that do something that's against the rules and it's stupid <laughs> that they want to curb yeah right hopefully this will um, this is the first sign of things to you know turn in the other direction and hopefully not as many trolls that crap the forums. And I guess uh, the next one is 3x3, three, three three, top 100 is now sub 10. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's a shame. I'm going to have to get sub 10 at my next competition. You're not going to get a sub 10 in your next competition. I will. Why won't I? <laughs> what's, your, what's your average? What, like at the moment? Yeah. Well, I'm about high 11. I've started to get faster recently. I um, I looked at what parts of myself I need to improve on, and I've been doing that. Wow. So I'm squeezing some time out. I don't know. I get sub tens every day usually, when I practice. Nice. Sub, you're you're row solver, right? Yeah, yeah. Rue. Rue. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Pr- I didn't know you were that fast. I thought you were like 18 or something. No. What the hell? Yeah. I, you, I, have, I have like a sub 12 video. Oh. Uh, I don't know. So there. <laughs> I just embarrassed myself then. I? <laughs> but yeah, I remember um, back in 2007, I think I posted on the thread, um, I had an 11, 11.3 single solve in 2007, and that put me in fourth in the world. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, it's like um, the one-handed results uh, compare really well to the single results. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much the same. That cubing has progressed this much in a uh, matter of six years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's just a matter of time before we reach the human limit, don't you think? There is no human limit. I beg mm-hmm. to differ. Mm-hmm. Someone will find a way of doing, like, Sub thirty turn solutions, and like so. Well, I'm it just saying like could sub happen. sub six consistently. I think that's what I said on the previous show. 
Yeah, it could happen, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, those are really short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I guess we're going to wrap things up with Mike, uh, with quickfire questions for Mike. Woo-hoo. Woo. Um, we just wanted to, you know, do quickfire questions for Mike because he's awesome and I think he's going to make <laughs> the first question I don't really agree with. But Tom insisted on asking it. <laughs> oh, you don't offend him. And this is, <laughs> and this well, is all Tom's credit. And um, yeah, uh, you yeah. ready for some quick fire questions, Mike? Well, I'll definitely answer them all. You may not like my answer, but <laughs> whatever. I don't know if you'll answer this one. It's um, so Mike, number one may not be the kind of answer you're looking for, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So number one is. Which of your children is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> They're all my favorite. Oh, very political. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, Sebastian Minor. Can you hug my hay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> what is a hay when we're talking about hugging it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm concerned about that, but okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, number three. What's your favorite Simpsons character and why? Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't say you've never watched The Simpsons. Oh, no. I slap you. <laughs> I, I would say that uh, Lisa's the obvious choice, but. She, I think she would be into cubing if she had the chance. Yeah, she obviously would. Yeah. So, I guess it's just not a very interesting answer. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, question number four: If you had to kiss one male celebrity, who? <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking just a mwah. We're talking, oh yeah, baby. Not gonna happen. <laughs> feeling, feeling the hair and everything. <laughs> no, this you gotta answer. You gotta pick one. Not gonna happen. This is hypothetical, anyway. No, not gonna happen. <laughs> okay, refusal. <laughs> uh, Tom, you wanna oh, go? I, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Okay, so <laughs> number five is what's the square root of two? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that memorized. <laughs> uh, I was hoping something, right? One point what? Or one four or something? Maybe I don't know. Somewhere in that range, but I don't. I don't have that memorized. Okay, oh, so you know, like pi and e. I do know pi fairly far, but how yeah. far? Not as far as I used to. Probably only about fifty digits now. Oh. I wonder how often that comes in useful. Uh, <laughs> never. Yeah. I'm you gonna know, I'm gonna stab you if you don't answer the twenty five you know, digits of pi. Who uh, the the oldest blindfold solver in competition? Um, he's done 10,000 digits the Everest style, so he can actually random access 10,000 digits of pi. What? Oh, so you just name like, oh, go to digit 5,555. And give the next so many, yes, he can do that on the spot. He's like, oh, yeah, it's four. And he uh, can do how, from there. Wait, how does it work? He's just got it memorized random access somehow, I don't know. What? That's Crazy. insane. You said yeah, like Everest style. 
Is that just the type of being able to do it? They have an official Everest test, they call it. Oh. Basically, oh. that's what it is. It's random access and asking them to give a certain number of digits backwards or forwards from a given point in the number. Wow. <laughs> that, yeah. that is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. So he's well suited to do this when he started. Cause he this practiced is- that kind of thing. We're getting into a discussion here. This is not quick fire questions. Sorry. Stop talking <laughs> yeah. so much, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, number six. If you could have one world record, what event would it be in? Oh, five by five blind. Five by five blind? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the one I want. Easy, quick. I'll never have it now, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just staring into space. <laughs> Okay, um, what do cake and lies have in common? Cake and lies have in common. Oh, um, I was, uh, I was just trying out the, uh, uh, what did they call it? The, it was the Flash Portal. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, game online. I've never played Portal, so. Oh, um, you get the reference though. That's amazing. Yes, indeed. Oh. <laughs> That is a win. You, you just won all the quick fire questions by knowing what the reference was for. <laughs> and by the way, the correct... I, I enjoyed it when, uh, who was it? Was it Emily Wang that did the... Portal the, Cube, yeah. In the, in the Nationals Championship. So that oh, was all. The song from the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember. And by the way, the correct answer is everything. <laughs> That is true. Uh, and I guess the last one. Oh, it's almost over. Uh, Chris Hardwick asks, or I'm going to say a couple letters right now. T O P H N D. What would you memorize? <laughs> the toe of a pharaoh. Uh, <laughs> What do you say at the end? The toe of a pharaoh. Nude. Oh. <laughs> and nice. HND. Has he done that, like, on purpose? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I memorized, I guarantee it. <laughs> and then HND. No, no, he, he no. did it. Like, he did it in groups of two. HND. Oh. Yeah. That yeah. was it. A toe of a pharaoh. Nude. And so nude. And it was just the toe with nothing on it. <laughs> That's, That's <what> I... weird. <laughs> How would you imagine a naked toe? <laughs> That's what I do. Does it have... Is the nail peeled off or something? Or uh, No, I just imagine a toe, but I just make it a point that there was nothing on it. That's what I do. <laughs> Okay, and that's quick fire questions with Mike <laughs> Huey. <laughs> okay, uh, I think that should be the title of the show: "Toe of a Pharaoh Naked." <laughs> that works. That would. Okay, uh, and Mike, uh, that's it for you on the show. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on. It was great. Thanks for yeah, having me. Hey, uh, you can Mike, you can mute yourself. If you want to listen to Cook Fire Questions with us. That'd be great. Alrighty. Bye, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Alright. Catch you later, man. Okay. And Tom, and you know what time it is? 
Yes, I do. I'm so tired. <laughs> By the way, though. I've uh, yeah, same. I've not even looked at these questions that are for you because you know I just got in and then did it right before the show. So this should be interesting. You want to go first or what? Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay. Quick fire questions for Tom Barlow. Tom, you're ready. Yep, yep. All right. Fl- number one, Flan Hugton. Why do you use the word like so often? I like it. You like you like the word like, you know like. I do. You dig what, it? What do you mean? I, uh, on the podcast. You know. Um, it's, it's you know habit. people replace the word. You know you're replacing the word uh with like. That's what he said. Yeah, exactly. It's just to fill in space and stuff. Why does it make me sound like an American teenager? No, it's a pet peeve of his. Uh, it's whatever. <laughs> I like it. Alrighty. Number two. <laughs> uh, the thing is, while while I was doing that, I never used it in the way that I normally do. <laughs> I used it in the other sense. Oh, the real way? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jaden McCargue? McCharge? I uh, can't say. <laughs> Smooth. Alright. If a doctor suddenly had a heart attack while doing surgery, would the other doctors work on the doctor or the patient? <laughs> I imagine they'd like split off into groups or something. Like, how many doctors do we have to work on this problem? I don't know. You're the surgeon. Okay, so we've got a hundred doctors, so we've got more than enough to cover. <laughs> That's unrealistic. Anyway, number three, Dennis Reiser. <laughs> what is your zombie apocalypse plan? Um, kill zombies Wait. and hide. That's. I have to like. Um, good, good I have plan. to like. Oh, shut up. I'd, I don't know. I'd have to like... What about food, well, water, shelter? What location? I'd stay at home. <laughs> what weapons uh, would be available to you? Well, I'd, there's no guns anywhere near. I'd have like I'd have to have a baseball bat. Actually, I'd try to like drive to the supermarket near me, hold out there with food for as long as possible. And also the car's like a weapon. But I'd have to like... I've, I've only got like a baseball bat. So... Yeah, I'd try and make my way to the supermarket, but that might not be very secure, and that'd be scary. You know, you could you could duct tape a knife to a uh, baseball bat. That works. Go for the head. Anyway, yeah. Um, number four, Chris Hardwick asks, now that foreign member Sakari has done Terra Cage on the Terra Mix, is <laughs> pressure on to be the first to do the Peta Cage? Uh, I'd, I'd love to do it, but... I don't have a Paraminx or a Terraminx. I'd like to do, um, I don't know, some other puzzle. I tried to do something like that on the Megaminx, like Corners First, but it's just nasty. <laughs> if someone wants to give me a Petaminx, I'll happily cage it. <laughs> <laughs> How much are we'll they? Have, uh, like three grand or something. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Maybe you can borrow it one day, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll have n- number five, David Lynn. If you could only have one more competition in your life, which event would you practice most? Uh, three by three speed, definitely. Right. Three, uh, actually, maybe four by four, because I don't have a sub one average yet. Uh. So I probably four by four or three by three. Uh, I, I'm not sure, like, because I really feel like I should get a good four by four average, but I do still like three by three more anyway. Okay. Number six, Anthony Fong. 
Hugh Larry comes to your house and beats you with a cane until you become unconscious. You wake up and look in the mirror. You now have Hugh Larry's face. Uh, and what's worse, you're about to act in a scene in the television series House. In this situation, do you think you could pull off a Hugh Larry American accent? Oh, I, I didn't know who you meant um, until it's Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie, whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Can't do an American accent anyway. It's so difficult. Really? Like, I, when I do it, I just I, I'm not even going to try now. It'll sound so bad. But when I do it, it's just it sounds really stereotypically like surfer dude thing. So, <laughs> yeah. You think we I all just, talk like surfer dudes. <laughs> yeah, that's you all do. No, we don't. You're you're you're, okay, you're gonna you're gonna get some emails, I bet, about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> number seven, Tongyu Kim, Korean dude. Uh, why does your profile picture on speed solving feature a vampire emo or a person? Vampire <laughs> slash emo person. Uh, I, I've answered this before, just because he's cool. <laughs> oh, that's Aki. He's talking about Aki. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've changed it recently, though. Actually. It's like a hedgehog at the moment. Hedgehog. And before that, it was just. Oh, like a... the Sonic picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I change it, man. Someone, people should like submit ideas. What, what should I change it to next? How do you like my uh, picture? <laughs> the bacon. It's yeah. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, when you switched to it, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's very cool. All right, number eight, final question. Chris Hardwick, once Cubecast podcast goes. Go syndicated on XM Radio. What will your DJ name be? <laughs> um, DJ Colorful. <laughs> Minus what? DJ FR. Fried What's rice. F- <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love fried rice. And that's it for you. Okay, cool. Are you ready for this? I'm hungry. Can I eat before this? If you want, what food do you have? Chicken. Teriyaki. Go for it. No, you can just go. <laughs> I thought you were actually going to do it then. No. Okay. So, Edward King asks, um, are you the man who can make sense of Gimond? Uh, what? Can you make sense of Gimond? Who's... Oh, Gimond. Gus Gimond. Is that his name? Gitan. I don't know. I have exactly zero percent idea what you're talking about. Should, like... You really should... I can't believe you've not seen his posts around. Like they're just like nonsensical rants about how he was the first to solve blindfolded on TV, and then a weird video of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and some Cuban stuff. It's very strange. No, I have no. Apparently, like most people think he doesn't make sense because they don't think he can speak English properly. But apparently, he doesn't make sense in his native language either. So. <laughs> okay, but I have no idea who he is. So you obviously don't then. No. Okay. Um, the second question is peanut butter and jelly or ham and cheese? Ham and cheese? Ham and cheese? No. PB&J. That was a stupid question. Who sent yeah. that in? Who sent that <laughs> Edward in? Edward King again. What? Edward King. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to fight him or something. <laughs> but really it should be peanut butter and jam. Peanut butter and jelly. What are you talking Because um, we'd have to call it like peanut butter and... You, like, mm. Just it's, move on to the next question. Shut up, shut up. Like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, like to me, is like peanut butter and gelatin. Oh, 
But yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing, anyway. Not really. I won't really put those two together. Anyway, number three, go. Yeah. You have 30 <laughs> seconds left to live. What's the first thing that crosses your mind? Quick! Oh, I have 30 seconds. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. It should just spring. I would grab a piece, pen and paper and then... Uh, 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 I don't know. I would write a will. Give everything to my brother. Oh. Yeah. That's quite nice, I guess. Don't know what I'd do. That was a sad one. Yeah. <laughs> the show just turned depressing. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> it's not my fault. What? It's not my fault. It's Edward King's fault. Yeah, Edward, stop making me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Cornelius Diekman asks, if you had a one-move cross at 3x3 three three speed in a competition, would you go for it? Now, I, I assume he means on a color that isn't white. Because... No, hell no. Only if it was no. yellow, though. What if it was, like, one-handed? No. Oh, I, I can only do yellow cross. Yellow wow. and white. No, I can't you, do it. You suck. I, I would be <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Now onto my white cross. <laughs> that's what would go through my head. That's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Hardwick says, how many slices of bacon could you eat in the amount of time it would take Mike to do an epic 2-7 to seven blindfold, really? How long does it take for him to do that? Uh, I'm not sure. Is Mike still there? Can he uh, about... Like two, two and a half hours? Two hours. Maybe? Two hours, 15 minutes. How much bacon can I eat? Yeah. <laughs> well... I've never tried. Estimate. Um, guesstimate. I would... Uh, uh, God, how much money do I... It, it would depend on how much money I have. Infinite. Infinite. <laughs> I would say, you know, a couple plates worth before I puke. <laughs> yeah. And then I would say, I start have more room. Again. Yeah, start again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's ridiculous. I don't know. Okay. I, I, when it comes to bacon, I just like to savor the flavor. I can't eat so much. Yeah. I can only eat a couple strips at a time, but I just love you know slowly savoring the flavor. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chris also asks if hypothetically the community were hypothetically going to give you a gift as a thank you for all the hard work we put into the podcast. How many skews would you want us to get for you? <laughs> I would, I would like an email instead, just saying we were thinking of getting you skews, but we decided against <laughs> it. <laughs> that would be better than actually getting me the skews. <laughs> I think um, my favorite type of skew is the QJ. I have like three skews now. There's different. <laughs> there's different types of skews. Yeah, man. There's like there's Mephit, it's Lanlan, and QJ. I think. Uh, the, there might be more even, but they're just the ones that I have. That's another strike against giving up on humanity. <laughs> that's that right there uh. okay question 7 Mike Magoo asks have you ever blown a spit bubble with your mouth and have it land on something when it lands on this object it stays in bubble form and doesn't pop yeah really yeah oh I a couple times but I but I can I always do it on accident I can never do it on purpose oh uh, right okay they're really hard to make never really tried that you should, you should try it and be frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final question. 
This is pretty funny. It's um, Dan Mucklow asks, which was the first C- CLL you learnt? Whoops, this question is for Tom. Are you, are you trying to insult me? No, no. Like, he, I don't he, know he sent this question to me and then sent another email saying it was meant for me. I don't know any CLLs. Sure you do. You know soon. Well, anything that's apart from yeah. that, anything so more advanced. what was the first OLL you learned? My first OLL I learned is F-U-R-U-R-F. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That'll do. That's, no, um, can't believe that's one of the quickest cases. It's like the second quickest CLL, I think. Oh. Why no Just, CLLs? Woo! Well, of hey, course yeah. you do. T-perms are CLL. I don't even know what CLLs are. Explain. It's a uh, 2x2, last layer. It's 1 in 48. It's where you do the corners in one alg. Oh. Make a layer, then do the corners. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm I just learned something. Woo. <laughs> I'm a I'm a dumbass. Yay. Okay, uh, that, that's, that's you. What? Sweet. That, those are your questions for this week. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you. Um, if you want to send us quickfire questions, if you want to ask Tom a question, send it to me, which is at cubeandrew at gmail.com. If you want to ask me a question, did I, which one did I just say? Um, you just said, ask me a question. Did I, and did I say, okay, let's start over. If you want to ask Tom a question, send that to cubeandrew at gmail.com. If you want to ask me a question, send that to Tom, which is at cubetom at gmail.com, and that's Tom with T-H-O-M. And um, we really need the questions. We're out. We're getting low. I don't have any more. Our supply is running low. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, send us some questions. You can make it. You know, about anything as long as it's appropriate. Don't make it, you know, curse words or, you know, profanity or, you know, about body parts. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, send those to us. We have a lot of fun doing them. Uh, next week is going to be Sarah Strong. Should be fun. It's not next week. Next uh, in about two weeks. So yeah, next episode is Sarah Strong. If you have any questions for her. Um, send that to cubecast.gmail.com if you have any quickfire questions that you want to ask her uh, send that to the same email as well um, we have a website now cubecastpodcast.com that's where you can get these episodes we're working on getting the show on iTunes so hold on about that we're gonna oh yeah we fixed the donate button so on the website if you wanna if you feel like the show is something awesome and worth contributing to financially because um this show does take money and a lot of time to make uh there is the donate button on the right side of the website and it is greatly appreciated and we would give you a shout out in the beginning of the episode to just kind of highlight you and uh appreciate you i guess yeah yeah um tom anything you want to say before you go um is this episode five or episode six Episode 5. Uh, okay. uh, the, the US stream counts as 4.5. So, yeah. yeah. And this episode is uh, two and a half hours long. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, the recording time is like two, two hours and 40 minutes. I hope you save this this time. If this gets deleted, I'll go mental. <laughs> I'm going to make like four copies of it. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we're exhausted. Thanks for listening to the show, and if it's too long for you, 
for your tastes. Just, I don't care. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is episode five. See you guys next time. Catch you later. Bye.